Dragon Party. Dragon Party. I just just realized. I mean, this is. I have a whole new setup here, Eric. I'm very flustered, and I just like. You know what? My mic's over there now. Is it gonna? Is this gonna mess everything up? It probably <laughs> will. I'm like, should I speak that way and look this way? And <laughs> welcome yeah, like... back to the Dragon Party. I'm your host Brett Brandis, and joining me, well, it's gonna be my co-host, I guess. His name's Eric. Let's go check in with him. Eric, what's your name? My name is Eric. Happy to be at the party. And there's really nothing new with me. I yeah, I'm, I'm getting nervous now. Eric. I like. I want to change everything. I want to pause. I want to just turn it off, turn it all off. I got to redo everything. We have to just Honestly, go back. Should. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know what? Let's scrap it. Let's just start episode one. Episode. Go, we'll go back to episode one. Yeah, we're creeping up there in episode numbers now. We're at 43 now. So yeah. we're... We're coming into our own finally. Coming in hot. Except, and all of a sudden, I'm changing things. You see this? I, uh, this is this is a disaster. This is a disaster. Uh, today we're back on the Dungeons and Dragons episode. We'll be talking about the Monk class, where with our renamed class review series because we've yes. gone over this and how while we're really diving into the class and not building, we're all, we are going to build you guys a character. Right. We're going to build you guys something. But uh, the focus is on just, like, the classes as they stand. Because we think it's important to, like, you know, you, you don't really know what you're going to want to be until you've really heard about everything the class offers. Yeah, yeah. This is our this is our rebranding. We did our customer uh, feedback surveys. <laughs> we did focus groups. And everyone loved the class review rename. Yeah, so of course. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it Appreciate trended it. hot on, the, on all the analytics. Oh yeah, the list went through the roof. <laughs> we need to get a new roof. <laughs> we need to get a new roof because it trended so hot. Also, side note: if at the we might have to cancel this whole episode. We're supposed to get like thunder busted right now, weather wise. And if it comes and knocks out my power, maybe you don't even need to hear in this episode. Who knows? <laughs> might have to re-record. Yeah. The gods to, itself will. Just this be like, is mostly actually. for Eric, of anyone. Uh, just just to warn you. I, Nothing has started yet, but uh, that is what yeah. I hear, is that it's about to come down. Yeah, I get I get <laughs> nervous sometimes when we're recording late, especially during, like, tornado season. Just, yeah, like, mm. Weather or whatever, it's like, well. We right. have gotten, yeah, we have gotten a few times when you were sitting there, like, your, your blaring alarm's gone off, and I've had to yeah. edit it out of the episodes, because <laughs> I was like, like, hold on. All right, hold on a second. <laughs> Something's happening. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, back at the party though. Back at the party. So, what you gonna be drinking on this one? Now, I don't really know what is a good like monk drink because it, it feels like the the caricature of being a monk is that you're like not uh, you're not like imbibing in anything except for of course one of the subclasses is literally drunken the drunken master. master. Also, I was gonna say I think they classically invented mead. They, like monks did, yeah, yeah. But well, I, yeah, so. I, I, I know think monks invented mead. I know they invented like beer and stuff, right? Because, something like it's that. It's a way yeah. to like the the. At least that the story goes. That was a way to uh, help uh, purify the water. So instead of like drinking possibly crappy water, uh, 
that could kill you because it's disease. They were just like, well, we're just going to ferment stuff in it for a little bit. And, <laughs> and then it was just like, Throw more things and beer. And that's how that's great. But um, yeah, I'm drinking a hot toddy because a hot toddy. Uh, well, hot diggity dog. Hot I love hot. Dog. You know, hot, hot toddies are one of those ones that when you're sick, that is one alcoholic drink to actually have. It feels great when you're. It has made me feel so much better before when I'm like I have like a nasty cold and I'm like the last thing you probably want to do is start drinking alcohol. But hot toddy, hot toddies are magic. Yeah, it's, they it's like kick the magic. crap out of you and it feels amazing. Yeah, and I went all out. I bought the clo- whole cloves. Oh, I have like yeah. a stick of cinnamon. cinnamon stick. And yeah, that. you got to have the cinnamon stick. Uh-huh. That's important. That's it's really important. important. Absolutely. All right. Well, I went on my kick again. You know me. Went to my store. What did I find? Mm-hmm. I found. The Monk's Mosaic Garden. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> like, just like walked in, saw the fridge, saw the word monk. I was like, yep. <laughs> all right. And we're Easy. all and we're all set. This I'm is not, by... Uh, I'm not too Port, surprised by that. I, I'm not either. Uh, Port Brewing Co. Where are they out of? Uh, in California. So California is a West Coast IPA, it's called. Um, I don't know the difference. What what, is, what makes it a West Coast IPA? What is, I think it... I could be totally wrong, but I think it has to do with the kind of hops that they use. Why do they get their own IPA? <laughs> Fine. We're East Coast IPA. <laughs> <laughs> Got them. Yeah, it's probably something to do with the brewing process. And I think Mosaic. I don't know. It tastes no different from like literally any other IPA I've ever had, you know? Like, you know, I'm maybe. Thing. Maybe West Coast IPAs were like one of the original ones, but then when the New England IPA came out, they're like, well, "We gotta, re- we gotta, oh, we gotta that's have true. our own." New England IPA has its own name too. Yeah, I forgot. You're right. All right, fair enough. Well, that's that's a standard IPA. If you like, it, mosaic like hops. Not... It, mosaic is a kind of hop. Yeah, this is. Uh, so yeah, like that's true, and that's mosaic. probably what's in here. Yeah, I imagine. I think it usually says, "Yep, dry hop mosaic." It says it right there on the can, and then the regular hops, Centennial Amarillo. Yeah, but I wouldn't know. I think we've mentioned this before. By you telling me what hops are in it changes nothing about what I know. <laughs> <laughs> just like, yeah, yeah, like sure. sure. Yeah, I, t- I, taste, I taste that specific hop. Yeah, that one. Yeah, sure. I know what that one means, and I taste that one. <laughs> I, bet the, uh, I bet it's the kind of thing where, you know, since you're big into whiskey, it's like, oh, I t- taste the floral I, yeah, notes with true. vanilla undertones. I'm, I just drink whiskey. I'm like, it tastes good. I'm <laughs> sure the IPA heads out there are like, oh, come on, man. You don't know what Centennial Hop Coast is? One with the difference in flavor profile? Yeah. Uh, all right. Going in. Actually, do we have it? So I missed the last D&D. Like, I wanted to go over this part because really I have nothing to tell. I don't know what happened. Yeah. So I'll, I'll give you a brief overview. And take our listeners on with a story. So basically <laughs> coming from last time where uh, the last time we went over this party gives me a full left turn about where they want to <laughs> go. So I'm like, I got to come up with something that they run into on the road <laughs> because I need more time. Building ah, okay. Run. Okay. Yeah. You had to kind of juxtapose, be like uh, this thing, before this thing you is going to happen. I have a lot more planning to do before you get somewhere. So basically, this. yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, so what I came up with turned out to be something that I got a little too into and was like, oh, man, I wish this was like a full like mini mm, campaign. Right. Uh, so the party uh, on the road uh, encountered a storm. And to, before they bedded down tonight, they ran into uh, a tower that looked like it was abandoned and partially destroyed. 
and they found out this was like an old wizard's tower and they encountered the archmage trapped in a mirror and the archmage was like oh i used ah. to have this apprentice who was really into like fantasy stories and things like that he went crazy and trapped me in this mirror can you get my can you go get my body back there was like an invisible tower on the other side of the hill uh, and they go and the 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 funny shtick is is basically they're running through a dungeon that's built around fantasy story tropes. <laughs> so yeah, you each got your own like little class. Like you're the chosen one. You're the farm boy who just happens to be good at everything. You're <laughs> you're a street rat who just like right. for some reason is good at. <laughs> it's just like oh yeah, this this is like I ran with this gang and now I have a perfect story for every every opportunity from my past. <laughs> right. Um. So I gave you guys like all special like powers just for this one shot or not a one shot, but yeah, for this little dungeon <laughs> and it's, it's been a blast. Everyone had fun. All right. Uh, and they're still, still in there. Or they finished the whole quest. Still line and wrap that up. Yeah. They're still in there. Still stuck still in, in there. there. You have to go rescue the, the princess, which is the old wizard's body. Body. <laughs> uh, from right. The, evil yes. wizard. the princess. Yeah. Yes. From the evil wizard. Of course. Yes. Naturally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Named so. Bowser. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, awesome. All right. Well, there you go. You're all caught up to uh, where they're currently at in our uh, D&D campaign. So, yeah, we had a pause uh, this week anyway. So, yep. it won't be Nothing probably till the next uh, Yeah, next time we talk about this that anything yeah. moves forward with that. So, all right. Getting finally then into the monk class. So we have, I think I noted this last time. I feel like on this back half of all our class reviews, we're going to be getting into a lot more of the martial side of things, I imagine. Yeah. There's a we bunch kind of, of front loaded a lot of spellcasters. <laughs> yeah. There's a bunch of ones that are kind of like half mar. They're mostly considered martial, but like the ranger is a half caster, but everyone's yeah, just and like, paladins too paladin, are yeah. like martial and quote, but yeah, they're, yeah, they have spell yeah. casting abilities. So. Uh, uh, this, this class, however, is uh straight martial, straight up, <laughs> straight martial all the time. Yeah. This is probably my favorite martial class. And I can't uh, believe you're saying that, but <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I'll, I'll tell you why. And I, it's not because it's the strongest or anything. I think Paladin is the I think highest. It might be the mo- the weakest of every class in the yeah, the game, probably. But... It, like it, <laughs> it could be um, as far as damage output. The thing I love so much about the monk is one like if you watch a martial arts movie or like an old kung fu movie, and you're mm-hmm. like, I want to play that in D anD. This is the most. This is the class, yeah. Authentic to that flavor you can come up with. Honestly, though, with that said, what annoys me about this class is that it is so pigeonholed into exactly what you just described. Yeah. Like I, I look at all of these subclasses, and we're going to go through all of them today, from uh, the base game, Xanathar's Tasha's, and even a couple extras. Uh, the Sword Coast gets in there, and even uh, brand new uh Fizbin's treasury of dragons i threw that one in there so we could check them all out okay and i, I look at, looked at take, taking a hard look at them. yeah so we'll 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 talk about it towards the end um but i gotta say it's like i look at all of them like okay but you're you're the same you're the same thing <laughs> like yeah, it never the, deviates there there isn't anything like how we do the sorcerer there isn't nothing like the hound with like the shadow stores where we're just like, Whoa, this kind of changes up a little right. bit. Right. There, there's not like a giant mechanic that it like just totally turns the monk on its head or has this crazy epic flavor, but maybe a little bit 
yeah. tried to get there, I think, with something like the Ascendant Dragon. They tried to be like, do this? Do Question a little bit? Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> but they really didn't. They kept it so in the monk. If Yeah. If you don't like the monk base class, you're really not going to be super excited about any of these classes. No. Nope. One thing I love about the monk, and this is... This is more, you notice it from the DM side than anything else, is that they have an answer for everything. <laughs> if there's any kind of thing or saving throw or like ability check or obstacle you could throw at it, there is some monk nonsense that gets just gets around it. It's like, oh, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to use this ability or I'm just going to do this. And then it's yeah. just like, okay, I guess I can't. Never mind then. I mean, definitely. What what I wish they did, though, honestly, with it, with that said, they did bake a lot into the base class, which is really nice. Like yeah. the problem is, a lot of it is baked into the base class, and then you get to these these subclasses, and you're like, boy, it feels like I'm getting nothing from this. Like I, I, the flavor's just not here for me. I feel like I'm not really earning my way into this cool theme and and flavor of this subclass that i chose because i I feel like when i choose a class i don't really choose it for the base class i kind of want something specific to feel unique and build it a certain way and and with the monk i never feel like i could get there you know i think i actually agree with you a lot on that which is why i think i like the monk rather than a subclass of the monk so much like with the fighter it's like man i'm really excited to play echo knight yeah, like there that. are some amazing subclasses in Fighter. That's a that's perfect very, example. It's <laughs> very different than like the Samurai or something else. But yeah. like with the Monk, you're really playing a Monk with like a different playing skin a monk. on it. But yeah. there is a lot with the base class of a Monk that you Which can makes do. me feel like you can go through a campaign with three different Monks of three different subclasses and I like they're going to be 90% the same. <laughs> Yeah, I, th- I think I agree. To with me, that. I don't know. It's it's just I mean, as we go yeah. through them, we'll, we'll talk about what what we could change. But yeah, that's just how I feel. I mean, we'll get started with the with the monk class. First things first. Starting up, uh, it gets the D eight for its hit, which isn't horrible. Yeah, not horrible. Not horrible. Uh, and starting at first level, uh, you get, um, you know. Uh, the saves you get are strengths and dex. Not the best. Dex is Strength good. Saves are really good. Dex saves Strength are really saves, good. Strength. It's like intelligence saves. Never comes up. Never comes up, yeah. I mean, it does when you get, like, restrained, but it's tough to restrain a monk. Like you said, you have so many responses to a bunch of stuff. Restraining a monk is not generally one of the easiest things to do and to begin with, but maybe it gets you out of that stuff. Uh, you'll also get the unarmored defense at first level. Which gives your AC, because you never, one other awkward thing about the monk, and it never changes, is that you you generally never have armor. You also generally never use weapons. It does give you a short sword and a simple weapon, and you can use them. But for the most part, this class is built off of your, like, unarmed attacks. (laughs) Yeah. So you're never actually using weapons, which means you never actually get any bonuses from any items throughout the entirety of the D&D game. So, yeah, from my experience, the having the ability to use like a staff or something like the simple weapon or like a, kind of like a like a bow staff or something or short sword, it, it does come up and it you can be like, oh, here's the sweet plus two short sword. All right. Now you use the short sword instead of your arm strikes at first. 
Um, right, and you'll, you'll still always be using your bonus actions for your to, for unarmed, unarmed strikes. strikes. Yeah, and which so we'll see you, later. It's baked into the class. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's other stuff where it's just like, oh, when you ever use unarmed strike, do this. Um, or you're just like, I guess a lot, most of them are just uh, weapon attacks. But, yeah, it, there, it's good that there is an out because they could have easily been like, nope, only unarmed strikes. And it's just like, well... I guess I'm attuning to other stuff, which is fun, but like you don't get the you don't get the fun of being like you just opened up this sweet new weapon. Yeah, or <laughs> like what? If, I just imagine that. Yeah, what if there's like a helmet of like hearing people's thoughts, and you can't just be like, "I'll wear the helmet." You can't wear a helmet. <laughs> like, so, yeah, helms are different than armor, so you, you can wear the helmet of detecting people's thoughts. I so yeah, it's it's kind of a the DM's discretion, I think, because it's like, well, is a helmet a part of armor? But like armor is a classified in like light, medium, thing. heavy. It's this plate, this leather or whatever. Um, it specifically calls out not wearing a shield. So I think if it yeah, says, like, it calls out. So again, under, armor defense, which we hadn't finished the explanation for yeah. is wearing no armor and also not having a shield. Then your AC will be 10 plus your dex mod plus your wisdom mod. So it could be as high as 20. Without, which is a really good with AC, no buffs, with no ring of protection, <laughs> no cloak of protection. Yeah, which you are can't pretty have some extra things. stuff. Though you will have to have a twenty wisdom and a twenty dex to be able to have that. So we're talking. You're probably, yeah, you're, it's probably more like nineteen, eighteenth level. Yeah, at least. <laughs> um, but actually, one kind of thing about the monk is since you don't really use too many weapons and. Uh, you don't have spell casting or anything. A lot of your like ability score improvements will go to that. So instead of taking feats, which is just like, oh, you're a barbarian, you're gonna take like polar yeah. master or or great, great weapon great master, weapon. which is that's honestly what makes the monk so weak. <laughs> you are gonna. It, take it doesn't get benefits from like all these insane feats that like all the other martial classes are like. Well, I just do plus ten damage now, and the monk's like, oh. <laughs> we were doing that <laughs> yeah as far as and as we'll go on we'll talk about some of the abilities that make it you're not really there to do maximum damage like that that probably isn't gonna no, be you're, you're more of a the controlly guy yeah you're, yeah for sure especially with some of the abilities which might again though it bothers me because that pigeon holds you into like the i am the guy that does this every turn but wait, you get ten darts though, Brad. Does that change? Your okay, mind? I'm game in. Change. I'm in. <laughs> Only monk, Brad. That's for you. <laughs> they call me the darter. <laughs> uh, also, you get martial arts right at first level too, which is kind of just like a monk thing, right? While you're yeah. unarmed and only wielding monk weapons, then they have this thing about monk weapons, which allows you to like kind of chew. You know, again. Like you say, it's up to the DM's discretion. They have some... Uh, at level 2, they give you this optional thing called Dedicated Weapon, which is like, just trying to stretch the idea of what a monk weapon can be. Just so that, you know, it's just like, I want to use this scimitar! And they're like, that's not a monk weapon. But you could be like, yeah, that counts. Yeah, yeah, there, there's... <laughs> it basically, like, it, it's it's the simple weapon that you chose in your equipment thing. That's your monk weapon. And there just so many things are looks like, oh, when you make an unarmed strike, or a monk weapon. Or a <laughs> monk weapon. Yeah, they had to do that, because, yeah, they, they it's just to. like, you can't just pigeonhole everyone to be like, no, you only hit with your fists, man. You don't no, yeah, there's not, do anything else. Yeah, it, it, so if you're, 
yeah, like so Miles, our our resident warlock, is a monk of the other campaign. You kind of have to like I'll I'll make a uh I'll make special weapons that are just like like brass knuckles that give plus one to unarmed strikes or something like that. So you, you might have to do a little homebrew to help out <laughs> help out the monk a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so more importantly, about getting weapons. What the martial arts allows you to do though is it, you you can use dex instead of strength for the unarmed strikes, which yeah you kind of have to right because you're, you're a monk you're building off of dex not off of strength. So that's helpful. And then also, it also allows you to, when you take an attack action on your turn and you've struck with an unarmed strike or your monk weapon, like you said in, yeah. in Whispers, um, it allows you to make an unarmed strike as a bonus action as well. So it's just like, you you get you kind of get two attacks you, a turn. You, you get two attacks at, uh, level, at one. level one. That's Except good. it's D4s. That's, that's better than uh, the D8 longsword. That you only attack once, though, because you get to you add your modifier twice. You add your modifier twice. Yep, as long as mm-hmm. you hit with both. Yep. Yeah, it, it's decent at level one damage. Sure, I'll I'll give you that one. <laughs> Immediately doesn't scale as soon as, but yeah. But wait, there's more at level one. That's fine. Uh, of the martial arts or. Huh? Well, no, I, I, that was that was uh, yeah, my like road like, to go to level two. Yeah, I was, I was like, that's it for level one. I mean, but that's a lot for level one. Level one monks are nothing to scoff at. That's for sure. If you're playing like a yeah. level one campaign, a level one monk is kind of nuts, honestly. It's like the only thing that gets to attack twice in a turn. Its AC is like rather high <laughs> compared yeah, to everyone. Yeah, everyone <laughs> just is sitting around with like... Probably like, like an 11, 12 yeah. AC. And yeah, you like automatically, you get like 15 almost. Right. Yeah. You probably have 15. It is like generally your AC is at level one, which is like, yeah, pretty crazy for a level one character. All right, level two, it opens up the next and most important monk component ever. And that's the key points. And you'll have key points equal to your monk level from here on out. So it literally yeah, levels yeah. up like key points. You get two right at level two because you are level two. And it'll go up by one every single level. Uh, and key points are very important. Uh, there's a key save, which is important, which is your eight plus your proficiency bonus plus your wisdom modifier. Yeah, so that'll be used a lot. That'll be used a lot. So that yeah. uh, for the first, it gives you three actions. It won't be used for, I don't think, any of the three. No, none of the three you're given right away. But... For a lot of other things further down the monk class, it's very important. But right away, you're given Flurry of Blows, Patient Defense, and Step of the Wind. Flurry of Blows is probably the one you'll take the most. You're always going to do this, especially, uh, yeah, just, yeah, mid-die especially at level two. Yeah. So instead of that one unarmed strike that you uh, get for your bonus action, you now get two unarmed strikes. So with yeah. that, we were mentioning, like, you're. you're Damage is still scaling up with everyone else. It might yeah, you're attacking three better. times now. I love three two. times. It's still just d4s, but you get three attacks and yeah. only, but only twice because again, it takes a key point. That's what hurts the most about this. Is like it's your key points disappear fast. Yeah, so it's kind of the the weird thing about these key points, which is kind of funny. Like at level. Well, at, at early levels, you're going to destroy everything within, like, two rounds of combat with this. So, anyway. generally, yeah. So, so it'll, it'll be fine. 
Um, and you don't have anything else to really use these with. Like the other two options are great, but combat, you're going to be using these two. So you're fine until you get to like the mid levels. And then you're like, wait, I'm attacking twice. <laughs> and still and things start hitting blows, back. <laughs> and then you're just like, oh man, I, I'm just blowing through these key points. And then when you get to like over 10, it, you again feel like you just, it's like, I can just blow all these key points. I'd say uh, it's even just, later than that, though. I think, I feel like you suffer for key points from, like, fifth level through level, like, 15 is, like, and that's a bad place to be, because that's a lot. Ah, uh, I I think I, I, I'll disagree with you a little bit. One thing that's nice is you get these key points back at a short rest. So Yeah, I think you, don't you need, need that, though. Well, yeah. They're just yeah, too I'm, important. It's like, I, when you, what pisses me off even more about this is when you go into some of the subclasses, some of the subclasses are like, use all your key points for this. Why not? And you're like, I already use all my key points for everything. I don't have any of those. Now your yeah. subclass says nothing. Well, yeah, the, uh, the, the thing about these key points coming back on short rest, I think is important to note because like, how, how many times are you not taking a short rest right after a fight. It's like not that many times. There's obviously sometimes. That's but you're true. Just... That's true. For the most part, yeah, you can count on a short rest between fights. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, blow them all. Use them all to end the fight. And then it's like, all right, I'm just going to get them all back now. And then you're kind yeah. of like the like the warlock where it's like you only get two spell two slots. Two spell slots. But use them because you'll get them back. You get them back. Yeah, it's pretty similar to the Warlock, actually. It's a pretty good way. Because, yeah, the Warlock kind of... First two turns are, like, insane. And then they, like, fall off super it's hard. Like Eldritch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also at level two... So, oh, so the other two things it gives you. Patient defense. Uh, you spend a key point to take the dodge action as a bonus action on your turn. Which... So this pisses me off, though, again. Because... And the next one is that you can take disengage or dash. Well, the rogue can just do this every turn. For no, like, no matter what. <laughs> uh, again, I... And the rogue has to use its resources to do this. I, I mean, yeah, I guess, but you're at higher levels, like, being able to disengage at a key point, you don't even care. Or, like, if you're trying to catch somebody, yeah, you use, use a key point to dash. Like, that's the most important thing. You get to dash as a bonus action. That's huge. Yeah, the rogues get to do that, too. Every turn, without using resources. Right, but how many times can they attack? <laughs> I mean, but their attacks do more damage. <laughs> I, well, no, I feel bad see, to compare is, them to rogues, a... but I, I I think rogues are just like get the better end of the deal every time. Well, I, again, I think you're looking at this like, I'm, I only have four key points ever, and I'm not going to use one of them to like just disengage. But like, if you're going to die, you're not going to... You can still attack, you can still do your stuff, and then disengage as a bonus action. Or dash to catch up to somebody as a bonus action um this is it's all upside <laughs> I, I i understand that it is a resource but like if you are playing it I, or in my experience spending the resource to get the effect is totally worth it when you need it because it, it's, it's not, it definitely is i it's frustrating to me when there's clearly other examples of everything the monk can do, except the monk always has to end up using its resources, its limited resources. And I feel like every other class, like they give a break to, but never the monk. 
as we yeah, go, I, I, like I, it, it gets, I, it gets I, worse. It gets worse from here. I mean, because it's like everything we're gonna go over. Everything says key point, and I'm like, well, now there's no way I, I can do all of this because everything is using key points. I we're okay. We'll go over a bunch of stuff that won't use key points. Some of them will. I, yeah, I know some of it doesn't, but the fact that so much of what's important uses it up, I just feel like I'm you're too limited. That's what makes the class weak to me. I don't know. It's it's but the, a certain subclasses really anger me. That that's when it really angers me. Is is in the no, subclasses. I, what I don't understand is just like, yes, Rose can do it at what third level they get this or, yeah. or, or fifth. Yeah, it could, might be fifth. No, I I, I think they third. get it. Yeah, they, yeah. They, it might even be second. <laughs> if it's second level, but yes, but that's what rogues do. Like that's their thing. Name one other class that can do what other class other than a monk that can do this for free? Nobody. So right. like to be like, oh man, it's kind of like action surge. Like if a, if monks could action surge for the key point, you wouldn't be like it's stupid because it has to use a key point. You'd be like, oh, it gets to do this cool thing that only other one class can do. It gets to take right. its full other classes like marquee ability and then right. use it. Yeah, I, you know, is what it is. Uh, the unarmored movement, it also gets a second level. This increases its speed by 10 feet. Again, it has the tagline, you still can't be wearing armor. Yeah, armor. I know. I like <laughs> that like, it adds that in like, again. Just in case you thought about, like, <laughs> oh, no, uh, you can't. Don't pick up that shield. <laughs> it also uh, increases, the the bonus increases. I, it goes up to, what, plus 20 feet by, like, 15th level or something? It goes up, so up, when you get to 18th level, it goes up to 30 feet. Plus 30, 30 feet. feet, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it actually goes up pretty high. Like, you are the fastest you are, class in the game. You're, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's all that this means, and that that's pretty so you, fun. With the dash bonus action, you can go insane. Yeah, randomly fast. they added this, like, ninth level thing, too, where at ninth level you can now go up vertical surfaces, and you can also go across liquids. Yeah, I know. But th- this is the kind of stuff I'm saying, which is just like, yeah, oh, hey. Like there's, monks just do some monk bullshit. It's just like, oh, there's this 30-foot wall. The monk's just like, I'll just take a rope and run up the wall. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, would it? Would if, okay, yeah. hey, okay, it looks like it's 30 feet, but it's actually 100 feet. It's like, I'm still going to do that. Yeah. Just, hey, they uh, need that. You're, you're, you're getting that. dangerously close to the level where everyone can fly. So at least at ninth level, you're the one doing the cool you're shit. You're basically fly. Yeah. Before everyone can fly, you're like, but look what I can do right now. Oh no! There's there's <laughs> this, uh, like river of running water. What are we gonna do? It's like I'm just gonna run across it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you got it earlier than ninth level because the amount of times that that's actually gonna like come up, I feel like I wish I could just do that earlier on. Yeah, this does feel like it should be like at the sixth level thing. Like yeah. it doesn't break the game because you you. You don't actually like spider climb, right? Because you still need to. It's, like, it's got. It's got to be all, right. It has to be all in one movement. Yeah. It, it's like, oh no, I can only like dash up the wall. Like that's all I can do. But it's it's it gets to the point where it's funny how ridiculous. It's like your character that can just jump ninety feet. It's just <laughs> like this is hilarious. <laughs> oh, that and, was the uh, any grung that casts jump on himself. Can oh, and also your grung. By the way, step of the wind. Also, you can double your jump distance. So take two levels of monk, and then now you can so, now you can jump you like one hundred eighty feet. But there yeah, it's one go. of those things. Just like, hey, there's this. Sure, everyone could fly up that one hundred eighty foot cliff. 
but you can run up. <laughs> it's just like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's just the way that you can do it. Yeah. Uh, third levels when your monistic tradition comes in. That's all the subclasses. We'll go all over all of those in a second. Uh, you also get the deflect missiles. This is cool. This is like adds to those things that you said. Like, we're, you know, just look at your class because you have some random bullshit just tucked in here. Yeah, it's like, oh, you're a melee class? What are you going to do if someone fires an arrow at you? Yeah, this one I don't mind using. It uses a key point. This is another one of those things. Uses a key point. You know, the, well, I don't no, mind the, it. The, be- the, so, starting at third level, you can use your reaction to deflect or catch deflect a missile it. that you are hit by with a range. Oh, okay. Yeah. It uses the key point right for the secondary fire. Okay, yes. so yeah. So you could just, it uses your reaction. Which it uses is your cool. Reaction. Anything that uses a reaction is cool to have yeah. on your character sheet. Love those. It'll reduce uh, 1d10 plus your dex mod plus your monk level of whatever. It has to be a missile. Does a. a f- Fire, like, not a fireball, because that's, like, an area of effect attack, but, like, a fire bolt at you, Cal? Or it has to be, like, uh, an arrow? No, yeah, it says a ranged weapon attack, so no Yeah, so it literally attacks. can't be an elemental bolt of any kind. It's yeah. And one of, the, one of the interesting things about this is the way weapon damage scales is usually more attacks rather than, like, weapons dealing more attacks. So even at high levels, if you're level 10, let's say, and you have a dex mod of plus 5... Right. You could just, like, that's just going to reduce all the damage from an arrow. <laughs> because <laughs> there, it's going to be like, okay, one goes to all of you. Like, your whole party of five, one arrow goes to all of you instead of just like, I'm going to shoot you 15 times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just like, all right, I'm just going to reduce the damage by 15 plus a D10. Just like, yeah, oh, plus oh. your monk level, I think, is the biggest one, right? I mean, that's just, oh, yeah. <laughs> just that scales up so fast. <laughs> yeah. It's like, dang. Uh, also... The second half of this is that if you reduce that damage to zero, which we're mentioning is pretty possible. It's like it, yeah, pretty much in the realm happen. of possibilities. Uh, and it's small enough for you to hold in one hand. Uh, you'll, you can catch the missile and spend a key point to make a range attack with the range of 2060. So that means within 20 feet, it's a normal attack. Within 60, it's at disadvantage. Uh, as part of that same reaction, which is nice, you don't have to like use an action yeah. or anything else. It's like no, within that action, just add the key point and then bam, throw the missile back. So yeah, I, I love this ability. I don't think it'll come up that much, unfortunately. And a lot of times, like I know I just went on about like one key point for some things is worth it, but a lot of times you're just like, okay, I reduce the damage just using my reaction. That's kind of enough. Yeah. Yeah, because um, I, I don't know yeah, what it's going to deal. It'll deal like maybe a D four <laughs> damage back. <laughs> yeah, usually. And if if they aren't within, especially that twenty foot radius, I'd say it's not, not worth it. Right? Yeah. Like if you're getting disadvantaged on this attack, I'm like, oh no, I'm not using the key point. Yeah, right. That. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, you know. and especially because, like you said, the tw- sixty foot is a long range. It's probably going to be like eighty feet or something. Yeah, because they're shooting at you with an arrow. But you can catch like if someone throws like their great axe at you for some reason, you can catch that. <laughs> you just can't throw it back because you can't hold it in one hand. But this is an interesting the optional thing that they added: the key fueled attack. This is, says that if you've spent a key point or more as part of your action on your turn, you can make an attack with an unarmed strike as a bonus action before the end of the turn. So that means like. If you didn't use it as a flurry of blows, it's kind of like giving you one. <laughs> it's giving you part of one. Yeah, so I guess it's like in some subclasses, you can use your action and spend key points to do stuff. And it's like, right. okay. And then this is can... just automatically giving you a bonus. So I love this one because it's 
finally something giving you a benefit for using my key points on something that something isn't not... the most optimal thing to use your key points on. Yeah, and, <laughs> and that, actually that's a good thing to bring up because the bonus action strike you get at level one, you only technically get it once you use the attack action. So if you're multi-classing right. or use an ability or a spell if you have on. Yeah, which some which use key points for yeah, the most part, right? Yeah, That's not technically an attack action, so you won't be able to do it. Now, if if you're playing in my game and you just want to say, I make a bonus action attack, I'm just going to let you do it. Like, I'm not, <laughs> not going to be that guy. As a that. monk, well, yeah, if you're playing monk. because Yeah, like, yeah. So. This guy's just trying to attack with his D4, man. Let him, let him do his thing. <laughs> it's just a D4. Let it's him just do it. a D4. For God's sakes, let him have it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we should say, so the the martial arts die starts out as a D4. At 5th level, turns into a D6. Yeah. At 11th level, turns into a D8. And then at 17th level, turns into a D10. Yeah. So it does go up. And that is... It, so it does scale, which is nice. Thank God. Because, like, scale, yeah, I, yeah. Could, I couldn't imagine it. They leave I, it at D4, like, forever. <laughs> I wish I wish it did it earlier. I wish, like, yes. at 3rd level, you got a D6. At, like, 7th or 8th level, it turned into a D8. And then at, like, 14th level, it turned into a D10. Because... Yeah, like, 11th level thing. to get your D8 feels really late in the game. Yeah. It's... Because, like, it, it, you just feel like you're behind on the damage output. Yeah. Because you're just like, oh, man, next level I'll be fine. And I was like, I found this, like, this plus one armor. Now, <laughs> now right. I have all this cool abilities. Just like, ah. Ooh. Yeah, you're always a step behind. Still, still use my D6. Yeah. <laughs> wait, waiting for that 11th level. <laughs> you definitely have awkward levels with the monk in, in between in, in those earlier levels. Uh, fourth level, you get slow fall, more monk bullshit. This oh is the one gosh. that you mentioned, like, makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. It just re- you... reduces way too much damage. Yeah, and at the beginning, so at, like, fourth level, it's still like, okay, it reduces 20 damage. But then you th- then you think about it. And then it's just like, <laughs> oh, well, it's a D6 per 10 feet. So that can be, like, 50 feet. And then it's just like, ah, I don't take any damage. And you take no damage. Yeah. And imagine falling from, like, you cl- you ran up that tower. You spent 100 feet of movement running up that tower. You're level 7, let's say. And you're like, didn't make it there. Maybe you missed an acrobatics check or something, even though you're not going to do that because you're a monk. Uh, you fall off 100 feet straight to the ground. Well, you slow fall, so you're going to reduce all of that damage. <laughs> I take nothing. I take nothing. As a team, you're like, oh, I got him. I made the fall off the cliff. They're yeah. all going to be like stuck in this forest with their hurt or whatever. Do they risk taking a blah, blah, blah? And Mug's like, actually, I didn't take any damage. Yeah. Now, luckily, it doesn't like it doesn't stop it from like any of those gravity things. Like you've once caught us in like a gravity well and like threw us to the ceiling and then threw us back down. It wouldn't reduce that because you're like, actually, I guess it would, right? It would. It's all technically fall damage. It's all technically falling. Yeah. So it would reduce all that. That's crazy. Yeah. So just kind of a bullshitty little thing. You're just never yeah. going to die whenever you fall. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's just one of those, damage. it's just a weird thing that like, it almost never comes up until it does. And then you just reduce like, like 40 damage. Something. I think they just, they, they overtuned it a little too far. Yeah. It probably should have been like three times your level. Yeah. Or, yeah, or just like... Or like, max it out. Per die, per die, it reduces each die by two or something. 
So that like, like that. if you rolled a bunch of sixes, you're still taking mega damage. But yeah, I, yeah, I a, can see on that. average, you might reduce a bunch of damage. I think the this is kind of a flavor way to balance it, but if I think it should be like if there's something you can use to slow your fall, then it's then it works. Like if you're falling in between buildings, oh, you're basically a superhero anyway. You can like <laughs> kick off one of and yeah. do stuff. But if it's just like I throw myself head first into the <laughs> cement. And you're just like, I'm fine. <laughs> you're like, I face like... myself downwards like a so bomb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're just a normal dwarf. I, I want my face to hit the cement first. First thing. Oh, but I slow falls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I slow falls. It's like, what? what do you, what? <laughs> no, no, you didn't. <laughs> uh, I love it. They also gave you an optional quickened healing as an action. You could spend two key points. Uh, you get, regain a number of hit points. I don't know if do you use this at all? This quickened healing thing it kind of gives them like a little minor heal. Um, I think that's I think that's fine. It it kind of uses up me. a lot of key points. Two key points is a lot of key points for probably not a lot of healing. Yeah, it, it's equals equals uh one roll of your martial arts die plus your proficiency. So, like, that, a lot a, less than a second wind from a fighter. <laughs> yeah, and you said it takes an action. I don't have those optional ones pulled. <clears throat> yeah, and, and it uses an action. I, I don't know. I would kind of ignore it, honestly, if I'm playing Monk, even. Like, just yeah, don't use that. Because, especially if you're playing the... Um, you're playing uh, rules as written as far as, like, bonus action attacks. That means you're not... Uh, you're not... Fury of, uh, flurry of blows in. No, but you can use that key fueled strike that we but mentioned now you before can use the key because you use your key points for something so that it'll let you use a bonus action. Yeah, yeah that's that... all with this optional stuff. I think it's because they realized the monk is like weaker, so they mm-hmm. you know they did this with ranger too, which is another one of those notable weaker classes. Another right. one we'll talk about in the second half of our class review series, and and where they have a bunch of these optional things yeah. for every stage of the way. Yeah, and it's kind of funny you mentioned Ranger because, yeah, Ranger definitely needed help, but it has, like, one subclass that's awesome. That's overpowered. <laughs> and then, but the <laughs> the monk doesn't have that. The monk does not have that help, exactly. It's like, yeah, the, yeah the it's always like, just like... Oh, I think the Ranger's okay. got, honestly, like, two or three that are really, really strong subclasses. Um, but, yeah, this Quickened Healing thing, it's kind of also funny. It's called Quickened Healing, but it takes your action. But it takes your whole action and yeah. heals, like, barely. Heals literally the same as a minor healing potion, if you think about it. Yeah. It's so like literally spend two key points, take a minor healing pot. And at level four, it's even worse than a minor healing potion. It's even worse than a minor healing pot. Oof. Oof. Yeah, for two yeah. key points. Yeah. Not my no. style. All right, level five is the biggie, though. This is the biggie. This is a huge level for monk. This is like one of the yes. major monk. This is where the monk actually begins. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, this is like their one, and then like maybe. After this, they start to fall off in usefulness a little bit because they're still doing everything they did at level five. <laughs> and but what they do at level five, but they do level five, pretty freaking sick. So you get your extra attack. A lot of martial classes do. So you know, yep. par for the course, but very important, of course, especially for something like the monk, uh, because for each attack, you know, you're going to attack a lot because you keep wanting to put all these martial Effects, points into yeah. everything. Yeah, uh, and also it's very important that you get the second attack. Because your other ability is the Stunning Strike. Jesus. This allows you... Yeah, this is one of the strongest abilities in the game, at level 5 especially, is when you you hit a creature. And that's why it's really important for the monk to get a lot of attacks in there. 
Right. Because your 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 flurry of blows count. Like anytime you strike, whether it's a bonus action, regular, anytime you hit someone, <laughs> yeah, you can use an extra key point to use this stunning strike, and it allows you to the, the again the key points are the kickers here. They just run out so quick because if you're using them to flurry of blows and are using them to stunning strike every time you touch someone, you're just gonna like literally deplete your keys so fast. But you really want to do this stunning strike because they have to succeed on a con save or they're stunned until the end of your next turn. So until the end of your next of your turn. next turn. So just skip their turn. It's their turn's so done. it's so bullshit. Yeah, that's it's insane. So, it's not only so, so. I guess we'll read the stun condition. Stunned creatures incapacitated. So that means they can't use actions or reactions. Their, yep. their speed is zero. They can't move and can only speak falteringly. I think this is mostly so they can't use verbal components of spells. Okay. Um, the creature automatically fails strength and deck saves, and attack rolls against the creature have advantage. Yep. Um, like you said, skips their turn. Skips their turn. Skips their turn until the end of your next turn. So that means... You can do it say, again. Yeah, yeah. You have advantage on... If you did it on your first attack, you get advantage on all the rest of your attacks, and then you get advantage on all of your next turn's attacks. Um, this okay. ability will teach DMs more lessons about how to run good combat than any other ability in the entire yeah, game. Yeah, because you don't want to get your one guy stun locked for a whole the entire combat, combat. because it just yeah. ends. It's just like, well, this is over. I mean, it, it's just most important in those fights, right, where there's only one thing of importance. There's a boss, yeah. And for and honestly, against a legendary guy, like it's. It's, it's probably not going to work out. <laughs> they have legendary resistances. It's right. Like, yeah. You, but you, you, this burning legendary resistances is... Very important. That's, it's, it's important because that means yeah. all polymorphs are suddenly like game ender. Uh, and this is the difference by like what we talk about with like the monk class being the controlling guy, not the damage guy. Yeah. Because he's, yeah. he's just jumping... His whole point is to jump around the battlefield, like flack some people a couple times with some hits and be like, oh... I'll stun that one though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I only hit him for four, but I'm gonna lock him out. And who's like, the? Oh damn. Who's like the? I forget the martial arts uh, girl from uh, Last Airbender. Oh, Suki. No, the not Suki. Uh, no, um, I'm talking about the, the the on the bad guy side, the Fire Nation. Azula. On her squad. Oh, oh, uh, what's her name? Ty Lee. Ty Lee, yeah. This is this is her ability with their chi blocking. Yeah, yeah, where she like, yeah, knocks people goes out. out. Yeah, she just hits like, a bunch right, of times. Right. Yeah. And they fall down. Yeah. Because like the if constitution saves, a lot of big monsters have a high constitution. They have very high con- That's the one downside of this ability, right? And like because con saves all of all enemies you'll ever be fighting, con they probably all have good con. <laughs> like there's no thing you're fighting that has terrible con. Right. For the most part. Yeah, a lot of the monsters that you fight that a are lot not of the monsters like have wizards or something like that. Yeah, um, they usually have like low intelligence, low wisdom, low charismas, but great cons. Massive strength and con. Yeah, um, massive strength and cons. If this ability just said spend five key points, they're stunned until the end of turn, that'd probably be good. Just because sure, it's yeah. like everyone gets advantage for a full turn, they skip their whole turn. Think about like that might even be better because that's like a guaranteed stun. Right, <laughs> yes, yeah. you like you can only do it once, but it's yeah. like yeah, but, but I just guaranteed like, stun to dude auto stun somebody. Yeah, that kind it nuts. kind of works out like that. 
Because yeah, it's true, done, right? You, you'd I imagine if you use this five times, one of those is going to one of those is going to succeed. Yeah, one of those is done. Especially if they have disadvantage on their saving throws for any reason at all. Right. There's plenty of that. You know, if, so, if, if a warlock baned someone. Right. Like, Bane is huge. It's huge for this. If you bumped up your wisdom with your fourth and eighth ability score improvement. So now you are like, man, my yeah, is so, Especially once 18. this comes into play, right? It feels like monks really rely on that wisdom score, right? Like, yeah, you want that wisdom to be high. It not only buffs your AC... It also makes that DC save higher, and that's so huge. Yeah, it's, it's pretty big. Um, but yeah, this, this uh, also one kind of funny thing that I've experienced where I was playing a wizard. This is like a high level one shot. Somebody else was playing a monk. You automatically fail deck mm. saves. If you have a monk in your party, pick up the disintegrate spell because that's a deck <laughs> save and, and deals. A, Something like oh, 10 max damage. Plus yeah, yeah. They auto yeah. fail, and there's it's an auto hit with disintegrate. At any stun, yeah, just be like disintegrate. <laughs> He's yeah. dead. He's dead now. Basically, that's kind of what happened. And nice. Yeah, it's awesome. It's uh, optional one it throws in here because I know you can't see them. It's called focus aim, and that's just when you when you miss with an attack, you can spend one to three key points and increase your attack roll by two for each of the key points spent. So if you really need the hit. You can okay. bump up you can that up to six. roll. Up to six higher, yeah. Um, it, I don't really care about that too much, I guess. That seems good. I mean, that's if fine, because that, that uses up a crap load of key points just to yeah. get one hit in. I think if you... If they want to use that, that's fine. I think it's good if you figured out what their AC is. And yeah. then it's like, oh man, I only missed it by like three. Okay, I'll spend two key points two to key points. hit him, and then it can. Which is a straight. lot of key points just to ensure like one hit. Yeah, and your hit is a basically is a triggering for stunning strike and all your other abilities, and yeah, which just again uses more key points. Again, it's I, I keep coming back to this key point thing. I just I, I know it's it's just my one little gripe, but I just feel like playing this class, I'd run out of them so fast, and then feel like I'm kind of useless. So like you can kind of imagine. A similar thing happening with sorcerers, where like you're constantly using your sorcery points for like quicken spell and power spell. Yeah, but at that point, they just cast spells, <laughs> which is still more powerful. Right, I, but it is one of those things that like you think you're using more than you actually are. I think because like combat rounds, they're probably only like most of them are only four rounds. So when you get to the higher levels, like yeah, you're just using all of your things on yeah, for the spell. unimportant fights. I feel like the other fights are like 10, 10 to 12 rounds. Uh, I, boss fights, which are kind of longer, for me, probably don't really last much more than six rounds. And either way, that's it's going to be dependent. I mean, on your on your DM, on your... I mean, right, yeah, length exactly. of fights is important. And, and the monk falls off pretty freaking hard without these key points. <laughs> for sure. Uh so the sixth level uh, onto is the key empowered strikes. This is like par for the course for every class, right? It turns your unarmed strikes now into magical, so like so that things don't just bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah. It's all your damage coming in. Mm-hmm. It seems kind of unnecessary to include this, like, <laughs> but it, it is really nice. But it's like uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I mean, it actually. Well, no, I mean, mechanically, it is extremely necessary because, like, yeah. almost every boss monster that has a CR higher than 8 has, like, resistance, well, to, yeah, non-magical. resistance to non-magical. And then it would just be unplayable. 
if like oh resistance to all my damage. it's it's just so funny because like you could i don't think there's a class that does non-magical damage at this point is what i'm saying like they just yeah, like, most, put it on every class and then most, it's like, okay so why if we all have it i this is just because of uh unarmed strikes yeah because um like all weapons you have at this point are are magical, yeah. are magical. so it's just like yeah it's just so weird uh seventh level gets the same as rogues this is back to the it's uh back to its rogueness is it gets evasion which is super sweet right this is allows you to uh yeah if if you're subject to a deck save uh that allows you to take half damage you can take none instead (laughs) (laughs) hey you got blown up by a fireball or did i or i took no damage it's like i centered it on you no yep but that was an area of effect and i was somehow gone that moment <laughs> what? Hey, this, what it's like what? a 30 radius <laughs> yes i tucked behind this these blades of grass <laughs> they shielded me thanks to my quit quit uh, yes hmm. uh seventh level i like this stillness of mind you can uh, actually i don't like this never mind i changed my mind after reading it because it uses your action why i wish something like this this reminds me of the bard's counter charm I wish you this could is use your way reaction. better than the counter charm. It's way better than the counter charm uh, because it's a reaction, but it uses your action. So let's explain it. It's it, at seventh level. You can use your action to end an effect on yourself that's causing you to be charmed or frightened. Mm-hmm. I wish it. You could use a reaction. It's still nice to have though, because yeah, it, at least it, at least it's worse. Counter charm, well, like we mentioned. <laughs> blows it's the you worst somehow have to game. preemptively be like he's gonna charm us yeah Wait, then <laughs> my turn has to happen first okay now i'll spend my whole turn setting this up <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty bad this it's and like, then all it does is like give you advantage oh my yeah. god that's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah it doesn't even end it <laughs> it all doesn't give you advantage it's like hey you get a plus one to that roll. oh no everyone's still charmed <laughs> after yeah. your counter charm is like oh my god it's like wait what but yeah, this, yeah, it's kind of um, it, ending a frightened effect. It's probably that's not worth it. That's pretty huge, actually. It, it's, and it's charm big, effect. Yeah, both are pretty but the, huge. The charm effect, I think that's big because that like, if somebody's huge. like, I dominate you, now you're fighting yeah, for me. Yeah, my, my complaint is, is actually pretty unfounded because, like, that, if I had the ability to use an action to end that, I would. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Like, if right, you had yeah. the ability to just use your action to end these effects, you would. Yeah, because you, it's almost like a dispel magic. It's like, yeah, I yeah. cast dispel magic on on mm-hmm. myself for uh, if it's yeah. end of charm effect. But yeah, it does. It feels bad, which so I think some of them should feel bad that you have to use your action because it's like, yeah, oh, yeah. do, do no, I just I, these at disadvantage? I'm going to rethink it again, again. <laughs> I go back to my first thing. I like this. <laughs> I think I think this is a pleasant thing to have it baked into your class at level seven. It's like, yeah, yeah, I could end that bullshit effect that I don't want on me again. This is just another thing that's just like, what if I charm you? Like, no. Yeah. I'm a monk. I'm not going to be charmed by you. I'm not going to no. be frightened by you. I'm a monk. I it's like, oh, okay. I get that. <laughs> Fair enough. Move along. Yeah. 10th uh, level gives you immunity to disease and poison, which is kind of random. Yeah. The po- the disease I get is, you know, like, uh, pals get that. Poison is interesting because I feel like they wanted to say you're immune to the poison condition. But since poison is a damage type, now you're just immune to all poison damage, which is kind of fun. Like, which 
coincidentally also probably makes you immune to poisoned condition for the most yeah. part, right? I feel like there's not f- many things that <laughs> like, we can, be can poison you no without poison. you taking poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like you are immune to the poisoned condition. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. pretty good. Uh, Tongue of Sun and Moon, you get 13th level. You can understand all spoken languages. I like that. Yeah. That's nice. fun. Finally, that's like the first thing that gives Monk a role play. But you do We've have gone to spend this 10 far. key points. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of weird to me that like this whole class, and we've gone 13 levels before getting the very first thing of like actual role play value with the Monk. Kinda yeah, odd. that's a good point. Yeah, kind of odd. Uh, 14th level is dope. Diamond Soul. You have proficiency in all saves. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. I'm going to make you make an intelligence save. It's like, oh, actually, I get a plus five to that. <laughs> this one no. is the one thing that gives me super hope in Monk. You know, like, if I was going to play Monk, I would want to play 15th or higher, like 14th yeah. or higher level Monk. Then I might feel comfortable doing it because you get all this bullshit and now you have just all saves. You didn't have I, to slog everything. through any early level nonsense. You're just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I like again. I, I feel like the play patterns from level five to ten is stunning strike, stunning strike. St- <laughs> yeah, that's got your thing. Which could be fun for someone. Oh yeah, I mean you're, you're dashing around, stunning. You are a martial character, cool. so yeah. yeah, it's pretty cool. But again, it's a class that doesn't give you too much in the role play value. One thing, and that's that you can understand languages, <laughs> but but not written languages. Can't do that. Uh, oh, also the with the sun and moon though they can understand. It doesn't not just understand. You can speak back. You can do that. Yeah, you're just fluent in everything. Fifteenth uh, level, you get the timeless wait, wait, wait. bodies. Oh, as, the wait. the fourteenth level. Oh yeah. One. Additionally, yeah. when you make a saving throw and you fail it, well, that's not a problem. Just uh, spend a key point and re-roll it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's like someone was like, hey, oh man, I feel like, oh wait, do you have key points? Yeah, just do whatever oh, you want. Man, as long that's as you so have key, good. You yeah, okay. 14th level is my favorite ability. That, that's so good. You just like probably don't have to worry about anything ever yeah, anymore. It's, it's and just, even if you do get charmed by the thing, just end it on your next turn. <laughs> whatever. It, yeah, it's just that's like, pretty eh. fun. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't want to fail. I'm just going to do this. Uh, the 15th level is bullshit, timeless body. You don't age anymore. <laughs> yeah it's just like okay and, and you don't need food or water whatever Th- this I, was something on that warlock class too that we mentioned and we were like what the hell this is, yeah this was yeah the undying or so undead, 15th level doesn't two. mean anything 18th level is the empty body you can use your action to spend four key points to become invisible for a minute uh you also have resistance to all damage but force damage while <laughs> you're invisible it's like okay so <laughs> random mean, it's like it's insane, but you're just like, why is this a monk thing? Sure, yeah, like well, why not? And then eight key points, and you can cast astral projection spell. I don't know what that spell does. But... It's a ninth level spell. Oh, uh, sounds pretty on. good. I, then I can read it. You, oh wait, tar- it's targeting only yourself, I think. Um, yeah, well, spe- specifically this version of it too. Yeah, it says like, for instance, you can't take any other creatures with you. When you cast this version of Astral Projection. Yeah, so Astral Projection is a ninth level spell. Uh, you and up to eight willing creatures within range, so this part doesn't apply. Uh, you project right. them into the astral plane. Your material body is unconscious <laughs> and, sus- <laughs> uh, and suspended animation. Uh, it's It doesn't really... It's it's more of like a big exploration spell uh, yeah. than anything else. It's honestly not, not, not that, that good. good. Yeah, it doesn't sound very great. Be honest with you. 
And eight key points is a lot of key points. It's a lot of key points. That's Very a lot of key points. But it, it's almost like it could have said all your key points. Because if you're using this spell, you're not in combat. Because you don't want your unconscious body un- <laughs> left behind in a fight. And right. it has a casting time of, of an hour. Oh my god. So, this is Super it. random. Alright. And then the 20th level, uh, when you roll for initiative and you have no key points, you gain four. Can't you have more than four? <laughs> yeah, also... At 20th good. level, can't it just say, like, you get them all? <laughs> yeah. It, all these, like, I think... It's a 20th Sorcerer, level ability. Just give me all my freaking key points. Sorcerer does something like this, too, where it's just like, oh, you gain, like, four sorcery points back. It's just like... Yeah. Alright. <laughs> just give They're, me all my points back. Yeah. All these capstone abilities are just like... I'm 20th level. Just what? give me them all back and let me, and let me finally, do my bullshit again. Finally like, got to level 20 and just like, yeah, just, all I got was a stupid t-shirt. So there's there's the monk's base class. So, a lot in there. an hour. Yeah, talking for an hour on the base class. It kind of reminds me of like the Warlock, right? Where they're just like, there's yeah. so much crap we have to go into. When we go over these subclasses, there's four lines of text. And like, by four lines of text, I mean there's four lines of text. <laughs> like a lot of these abilities is like you do this yeah that's so it like that's my third level yeah you get a three a six 11 and 17 level yeah you sure. only get those four levels you get four different things and a lot of them are like single sentence things right like there's not a lot to or which is why i'm like super turned off by them we'll start with the base game again these there's three that they give you in the base game classes uh they are probably the most readily available, the ones that are probably going to be the most seen by all people. Uh, so we're going to go over those first, and we're going to start with a pretty spicy one in the open hand. Ooh. Monk, away of the open hand. So it kind of sounds like you're really going to focus in on these uh, unarmed attacks, and indeed you are. So you have the open hand technique right at third level, and it's going to basically only add on to your flurry of blows thing which is one of the three subsections of your initial key point abilities this specifically is dealing with the flurry of blows which we mentioned probably the one you're going to use 90 percent of the time anyway yeah exactly yeah so not too bad there it's definitely locking you into that but it adds some really sweet utility to this so it's almost like you're getting the stunning strike a lot earlier almost because yeah you're doing you're pulling this bullshit at level three so, when you've used your flurry of blows, you can impose one of the following effects on this target. It has to succeed a deck save or be knocked prone, which is huge if you're in a fighting setting with all your party members and they're about yeah. to go. Because when they're prone, right, they get advantage on their attacks now. Yep, and they have disadvantage. Yep. Um, it has to make a strength save. If it fails, it'll be pushed 15 feet away from you. So, it launches it away. Or, my favorite, it can't take reactions until the end of your next turn. Yeah, and you don't have to use additional key points for any of these. Right. You use your key point on the flurry of blows. So it's adding an additional tick onto your flurry of blows. Which, like we mentioned, it really locks you into being flurry of blows. Like, you're going to use flurry of blows. Well, yeah, that's that's the class, is like Mm -hmm. making lots of attacks using flurry of Flurry of blows. Yeah, it's kind of like... It's kind of like how the it's kind of, we keep going back to the warlock, but like yeah. one of the warlocks, like super subclasses, is like Eldritch Blast stuff. Eldritch Blast, yeah, cast Eldritch Blast, and and 
and yeah, stuff. amplify it like twelve times. Yeah. Yeah. Now Metal Gear Blast pulls people. Now it pushes people. Now it does this to people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it poses disadvantage on people. Right. I, yeah. This is one of the things that's like. I think new players might be like, oh, okay, okay, I can do stuff. But it's just like, it's really good. This it's is a great really first class to play for starting the game because it's yeah. so simple. <laughs> you just play Monk. You There's Floria Blows every turn and then choose one of these three things. They're all good. They're all useful. You're doing your thing. Good job, guy. Yeah, knocking people prone is is really big. Pushing people 50 feet away from you. And it and yeah that's all this all these battlefield control stuff is pretty sweet yeah uh sixth level you get the wholeness of body uh it allows this gives you the the fighters uh second wind set yeah it's in between a a second wind and the paladin's touch spell i do kind of wish it was so this is you regain hit points equal to three times your monk level Mm-hmm. Paladin's ability is five times their Paladin level, and I kind of wish this was five times your monk level. I Considering think be Paladins get that as a base class, this you have to be in the subclass, and it's only on yourself. Paladins can do it on anyone; it only heals them up to half, but they have a bigger health pool anyway. Yeah, I, I yeah. <sighs> but that means at like level ten, you're healing for fifty. That's a lot. Yeah, but. It's a one use. You have to get. You have to long rest yeah, before you use it again. I know. I know. I. 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 I think this is. Actually, I think this is great. Just the way. It's it right is. where it should be. Yeah. All right. How about four times? Can we agree on four? I'll meet you halfway. <laughs> we'll meet halfway. Yeah. Best I could do is three and a half. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I would like to see this t- just. Just ticked up. Just. Just a notch. Just to be like, yeah, give me like a fullish heel. Mm. I want to like feel like I'm healing. Yeah, there's just where it sits. It's good heal. It's not bad heal. It's just it's like not, yeah, ah, it's not bad. I want a little tick more. I love this eleventh ability, tranquility. At eleventh level, after a long rest, you gain the effect of the sanctuary spell until the start of your next long rest. So you just like permanently have the sanctuary spell. Well, it's it's not as good because sanctuary spell ends whenever you attack. Oh, okay. So as soon as you have attacked, it will end. It goes away. Yeah. So it, like, oh. yeah. I guess it's so busted in the way I was thinking of it. Like you yeah. just permanently have sanctuary. sanctuary, I was sanctuary. Like, what? You just stand out on your own and nothing and hits the, you? Yeah. You have to <laughs> have to make like wisdom saves and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it basically like prevents you from being like surprised. Well, now I that. hate this ability. <laughs> yeah. This ability. Now this this great. reads like it has no text to me, and that's really bothering me. Pretty much, yeah. It basically says like oh. if you're not going first in combat, you're probably not going to get hit. But you're a monk with a high dex, so you're probably going to be going closer to first anyway. So like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm moving on already. I'm sorry, you lost me. You lost me. Yeah, I was interested in monk for a second. Well, if you if you want to do some damage, let's move on to this next. Seven, one. Yeah, okay. This this has to be the best like capstone ability of every any subclass. Any subclass, literally. Any, yeah. I saw this and I was like, "Are you kidding? I've never heard of this before. How have I not <laughs> yeah. heard of this before?" It's pretty. Seventeenth level, you get the quivering palm. You set up lethal vibrations in their body. You spend three key points. 
And it lasts a number of days equal to your monk level. <laughs> which is hilarious. So yeah. 17 days. <laughs> what? It's like, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, they're harmless. Unless you use your action to end them. When you do, the creature must make a con save. If it fails, it dies. It drops to zero. <laughs> Straight up, zero hit points. <laughs> it's just an insta-kill. And hey, even it, if it succeeds, it takes 10d10 necrotic damage. And it only costs three key points. Three key <laughs> points and two actions, right? Because you have to like first set it up by hitting them and quivering yeah, yeah. palming them. And then your next, your following turn using your action. So it's a two-turn ability, but it's an auto-kill! But it's a one-hit kill. Hey, that Tarrasque with, like, 600 hit points? Quivering Palm. Quivering Palm, dead. I mean, the Tarrasque has legendary resistances and stuff, but, you know. <laughs> well, but it'll still take 10d10! It'll take 10d10, but if, yeah, it... it That's it, insane! This it's is, insane. Yeah. This has to be the single best 17th level ability in the entire game. Fight me. Yeah, I, well, you have quivering palm. I'm not gonna fight you. Uh, yeah, right. Oh my god. This. Is I mean, like, that took the class from like a terrible C class. I would have said before this ability is to C, and then at 17 level, I'm like S tier, <laughs> yeah. instant S tier. This is like one of the few. So at 17 level, martial classes just immediately uh, feel like they're underpowered because of ninth right. level spells that spellcasters get. But this is something that keeps up. With <laughs> this that. guy is like, what? <laughs> It'd be like, I could call it meteors to the sky, dealing forty d six damage. He's like, I could just kill any one of you anytime I want to. Yeah, this is the one shot kind of bullshit I'm looking for in the class. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you're telling me we're playing funky. a seventeenth level one shot? Yeah, I know who I'm playing. Right. <laughs> oh my god, that just seems absurd. It's pretty nuts. All right. Well, where, where do you want to leave the monk in the open hand? I, I have to go, like, C until 17th level, S. <laughs> See, I, I'm so surprised because you're all about battlefield control manipulation. So, like, the open hand technique, I feel like, should be right up your alley. Are you just That's so true. I do like, I do love, generally? yeah, I just, I feel like the monk starts at a C for me, and I feel like it didn't give me anything until the quivering palm. <laughs> I do, I do like that it can't take reactions. I love that ability. I think that that's super sweet. Pushing but I, people. I hate that I'm like locked. Yeah, it has. I like all that. Well, stuff. I mean, you say I just locked hate that it locks in, me into one. But like, ability. I feel like that's like saying a fighter's locked into using weapons. It's like, yeah, you're you're making flurry of blows attacks. That's that's yeah, what your class true. does. And that's true. Uh, so that's kind of me I, saying it's a C doesn't mean I don't like the class though. I like the class. I don't think it's it's that great though. I think it's good. I think this is like a like a very good like B plus. I think the open hand technique, I think you're just gonna leave people like especially at early levels, like you're not fighting like monsters. I mean you are, yeah. but, but you're not fighting like <laughs> massive bosses. Then what are we fighting, what, Eric? Wait, what? You're fighting the demons within yourself. Uh, but like you can and you can do like you can split up your flurry of blows. So you can like knock two people prone and like stun two other people, and then now everybody is like just dead essentially. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I really like it. Yeah, I don't think it's, it's great cool. because like kind of all the things you're saying, like it just makes the stuff you're already doing like a little bit better. 
I mean, can you knock two people prone early levels? You can't, right? Because you it has to be off your flurry of blows, and you only get one of those. Attacks. You get two. Or you get two blows. Yeah. Yeah. So you could theoretically hit one, and you can use your movement before you use your second one. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's that's cool. That's cool. I'm not mad at the open. It's probably one of my favorite ones of this entire list. So I'm like, don't think I. I just I just think it's average until the end game where it's just insane. And then it's the best class in the game. Busted. Uh, I will go on to the next one is the Shadow Monk. Way of the Shadow. You get Shadow Arts at third level. As an action, and this I hate, you have to spend two key points. I hate that. So this one really bothers me. Specifically. Why do I have to use key points for these spells when you have classes in every other martial class? Like, I get what they were going for here. Like, oh, I can cast spells. All the other classes that can do this gives you spell slots to do this with or says use this other resource. This one's telling me, no, use the same resource you need for all your other stuff. Yeah, I think if this was made, like, in Tasha's, you would just be like, you can cast each. You can cast exactly. like exactly in Tasha's. This would say you could use this equal to your proficiency bonus. You can use these, or you can use these once per would, day without yeah, spending. Yeah, use spell your spell. shadow shard trait, and you can cast one of these spells. Yeah, one of these spells per, per short rest or something like that. Yeah, right. This pisses me off. So the spells are pretty good though: darkness, dark are, vision, pass without trace, or silence. Yeah, darkness, pass without trace, and silence. Like pass without trace. When you want this. It's so good. It's like it yeah. feels like the best spell in the game when you're like, really we good need spell. to be stealthy. It's like plus ten. It's like yeah. one of the only spells that give you like that high bonus. Yeah, 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 it is. It feels automatic at that point. Like, yeah, you yeah. cast pass with a trace, and like we're undetectable. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's mass invisibility. You want like, someone yeah. in your party to have this for sure. It's, yeah, it's so it's so good. It's so yeah. useful. And then you get the funny parts where like the rogue gets like 40s <laughs> at high yeah, levels yeah. it's just like oh yeah so with expertise and reliable talent silence is nice uh again yeah, silence you can find uses for mm-hmm. dark vision probably not that useful dark Most vision, part, you'll probably yeah. have it anyway i've, I've literally darkness never seen anybody cast useful. dark vision ever yeah yeah that, one, that one's not that was not good uh, it also gives you the minor illusion cantrip. That, that's good. Sure, yeah. Extra that's good cantrip. cantrip, just that. Yeah. Yeah, I so that's all it does at level three, and I'm just like hard, bothered. Hard, that, cut, like... hard cut to our part two of tweaking classes. This yeah. I could just see saying, like, Instant. you get to use, cast one of these per short yeah. rest. Easy. Easy switch. Easy switch up. Uh, sixth level, you get the shadow step. You can step from one shadow to another. If you're in dim light, as a bonus action, you can teleport 60 feet. To a place that's also in dim light. Uh, then you have advantage on the first melee attack you make before the end of the turn. Super sweet ability. This is super awesome. circumstantial. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of... There's another class. I think it was the Shadow Sorcerer, if I'm not mistaken, that had this exact thing. Like, he was able to jump from shadow to shadow. Yeah, I forget. I, forget I think theirs was even further. I think theirs was like 120 feet, but it was the same ability. It was like, you can shadow step. Yeah, <laughs> this is either really good or you're never going to be able to use it <laughs> yeah <laughs> like fortunately it, it kind of sounds like oh if we're doing stuff in daytime we'll never be able to use it but like dnd has this great mechanic called we'll wait until night and <laughs> and then like every i will say dark. what also this once again steps on the feet of the monk class though it is good but it 
eats up the bonus action, and your bonus actions are very important on the monk for doing that extra attack. Yeah, I think um, I think there you do have an argument there. Also, because a monk has insane speed anyway. Like that's one of the things. That yeah, monk like, does, what, what, like that sixty feet is like I'm already feet. moving that far. Yeah, you're already moving <laughs> that far. Or you can use a key point to dash as a bonus action. Um, I. I think this is one of those things that, yeah, it feels bad because the bonus action is like part of it's, it's the biggest part of any class's action economy <laughs> where like the monk's bonus action. You're just like, well, I have 15 things I want to do with it and I want a fury of a flurry of blows and I want to do this other stuff. And it's like, okay, I can teleport, but like teleporting 60 feet and then getting advantage on, on something like that to me, that raises to the level of like, yes, I will. I, I will sign up for that. Right. Eleventh uh, level, you become one with the shadows. If again, it relies on the dim light or darkness, so you really need that. And also, you have to use your action for this, and you become invisible. Uh, it's the same thing as a regular invisible spell. Uh, you're just—it only lasts until you attack, cast a spell, mm-hmm. or are in light. Yeah, so you get free. My trickerly cleric gets this as a bonus action. Like I don't know, this is like I'm like oh, on this class, man. Oh my god. Everything feels unnecessary. Yeah, but you're they could buff trickery, this ten times in every single like way. And trickery, I'd be like, the trickery cleric though, you you doesn't it use your channel? Uses divinity, your channel divinity, which is yeah. you, you can only use a certain number of times, and it's only until your your next turn, I think. Uh, yeah, end of your next turn. Yep. Okay. This one you can just be invisible forever. There's no right. end. As long as you stay in dark light, <laughs> yeah, 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 you still have to be in. In darkness. Yeah, which I mean, talk, we talked about like stuff that wasn't out of combat stuff. All of this stuff seems great for out of combat. Like you're trying to sneak into somebody's house. That's fair. You can That's teleport fair. into their house. This is a lot of flavor for yeah for being there the night stalker kind of guy. Yeah. That's it, a good I point. think I think you're right. Where like if you're hey, we're out in an open field and we're fighting all of our stuff for the day. Now your subclass like, says nothing. <laughs> well, uh, well, I'm going to spend two key points to cast darkness and then I'll become invisible in it? <laughs> yeah, uh, now I'll just be in here, but it's you, no one can see in here anyway? Yeah. Why do I need to be invisible in a place no invisible? one can see? Everybody's yeah. invisible. But, oh my god, but right? I, think I, in your, I think in the right campaign, this can be like, you can feel even better than just like a rogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's situations. Uh, 17th level, it's last tagline. Just feels like a feat to me. <laughs> Whenever a creature within five feet of you is hit by an attack made by a creature other than you, you could use reaction and slap that thing as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like everything. It's a cool to... ability. I just feel like it's no better than a, just a regular feat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is exactly like you said, a feat. And especially right after the open hand <laughs> 17th level ability. Yeah, oh my You're god. Like, what are you doing, Way of Shadow? Um, I don't know. I give this class a D, man. I think it's trash all the whole way. I so I'm I'm gonna give this like a C to C plus, mostly because so the two key points that cast this these spells, it, it's so rough where you're like I'm probably not gonna cast these anywhere close to yeah. combat at early levels, but right free pass without trace is awesome in later levels, like. Yeah, that that's all the class gave you for, for like. Well, you get to also, like you said, time. if you're in an underdark campaign, guess what? Everything's dark literally all the time. It's Everyone darkness. hates light, 
So shadow, you basically have an ability. That would be a cool time to play a shadow monk. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, this is these are the kind of things where like, well, in the right campaign, this could be really good because like that's the, the only thing that saved it for me. That bumped it from an F to a D. <laughs> I I think you're just so low on the monk in general. Everything else, I, I told you, yeah, the monk starts at a C. So like, this is below. This made your class worse than me. <laughs> well, it definitely doesn't make the class worse. <laughs> By my logic, it somehow did. So. Right. Uh, all right. The last of the. I'm gonna give this a B just to spite you. I think. Wow. I, pff, yeah. Good luck playing your shadow monks, man. <laughs> uh, last is the four elements. Uh, and this one I think is just balls. <laughs> this, this might oh, get my ass. Oh yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you're the disciple of the elements at third level. Uh, again, they tried to make this like spellcastery monk thing, but they did a horrible, horrible, pathetic disgusting job with it. <laughs> they did, I think, everything wrong. This actively makes the class worse than its base class. Actively makes the class They're, bad. Well, well, I just want to say this. There are very few times I'll tell people not to play a class if they're excited about it. But if this is like a new player, like, oh, I played a sorcerer. I want to play martial class. I'm thinking about a monk. Still like spellcasting. I'll play it four elements. I'm like, look, mm-hmm. I understand. I would... I'm going to recommend you not playing this class. Like if someone wants to have fun playing a, a less than optimal, like damage dealing class or build. Awesome. Love it. This does nothing well. Yeah. This, this is even weirder because it doesn't even have four taglines. <laughs> this has All this class does. It has one tagline, which it, is that it has a million lines of text. Yeah, it just gives you, at third level, you have, like, this spellcasting ability now, which is, like, your elemental discipline, where, and you can learn an additional choice at the next levels, at 6th, 11th, and 17th level. And you can cast these elemental spells. But (laughs) some of them are spells, some of them are not. (laughs) Basically, now your key turns into magic. Yeah. Sometimes it's spells. Sometimes it's like... I don't even want to go into all of the stupid things that you can have because they're pretty <laughs> miserable. It, it, it offends us so much that we're not going to go over it. Uh, but, so they just cost way too much key points. So I'll give, you, I'll this, give you an yeah, example. Yeah, this is the insane. Yeah, it's so uh, you got like six level. You have like Clinch of the North Wind. You can cast Hold Person. It costs three key points to do that. That's so that means you can cast one. it twice. You, you pick the best one. <laughs> that yeah, that might be that probably is right because yeah, you could cast whole person, and that's probably that means that's all your class did. For, yeah, forever. And guess what? You could have made three stunning strikes in that time. And, yeah, and whole person and stunned three people. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could have. Yeah, right. In three key points, you could have stunned three people, and you could still do that as this class, and you probably will do that as this class, and yeah. then this class does nothing. You're gonna look. This at is another your... class where I told you why didn't they just give them spell slots? This it would have made the class useful. So what they should have done with this, which they probably would have done again in Tasha's. So take a look <laughs> at this and then take a look at the genie patron from Warlock, mm. which should have been basically the same thing where you chose an element and then you just yeah. get spells that you can cast based off of that based element off of, that. of your four, your thing of the four elements. Yes. Choose an element and you get stuff based off that. Exactly. Done. You have like resistance <laughs> to the damage. Yeah. You, you can i don't know so we are gonna talk about this one again uh in (laughs) a couple rebuild at the end of the year when we talk about uh revamping some classes this is like you go so but it gets an f from both of us yeah 
yeah, this is this is something where you'll take this class and use actually none of the abilities. nothing from here. Yeah. All right, we'll move to the Xanathar's chapter, and I'll start with one that I'm disappointed in because it could be so much better. <laughs> you could just save that sound clip and then just play it over every monk subclass. Ah, uh, you're right. You're right. You're actually you're because I've heard you say that like ah. Oh just, my I god! Just, I want it to be so good, and then I'm like ah. No. So this is the way of a drunken master. Oh man, I wish this was way cooler than it is. It's it's all right. I don't know. Third level, it gives you a bonus proficiency and You want to just you want to take a break? I'll take over from now. <laughs> yeah, you maybe. just sound so finish defeated. out the monk class, man. I'm over. <laughs> so it gives you a bonus in performance, super random, because you have the antics is, is the flavor. That's like the lamest way to introduce a little bit of roleplay thing to a class. Like by for all these subclasses, nothing has given us anything for roleplay. <laughs> this is like the one thing that's like, roleplay? You gave me one proficiency. <laughs> Don't count that as roleplay. <laughs> Although to, to be fair, that's kind of par for the course for most martial stuff. Yeah. It's just like it proficiency like in nature or something. It's like, all right. Yeah, cool. yeah. Uh it also gives you the drunken technique. Uh, this again adds on to the flurry of blows, very much like the uh, open hand one. Mm -hmm. uh, it uses it quite a bit differently, though. When you use flurry of blows, you get the disengage action. So your walking speed and your walking speed increases by ten feet until the end of the turn. So you just kind of smack, run, smack, run, and you have a lot of movement as the monk. I and but I'm just gonna say this. A popular feat to take with Monk, like one of the big ones that you probably should take is Mobile, which you get plus 10 movement feet, or plus 10 to your movement speed. And whenever you attack somebody with a you can with attack, you, you, yeah, you don't you don't get hit. So this gives you Mobile. You gives you the Mobile feat, but only if you use Flurry of Blows. Only if you use Flurry of Blows. Yeah. Yeah. That still seems like they, are they lazy in the Monk class? Because there's a couple of these already that we've gone. This is just a feat, isn't it? Yes, I think like you're they right. Just gave they just monk like subclasses. They're just like, we'll just give them a couple feats. I it's think like, well, that's not a, that's not a subclass. Yeah, that's that's kind of right. I think they spend all their energy in the main class because you do get just a ton of stuff. A lot of random class. bullshit. Yeah, and then but they're yeah, just like, they, these subclasses feel so lazy, and it's most of the reason that I was explaining to you. Like, I, this doesn't interest me as a whole class. It turned me off. Tipsy sway at sixth level. Uh, I wish they revamped this one to be better. The leap to your feet. I like what they were going for here. I just don't think it's very useful the way it stands. Uh, when you're prone, you get to use five feet of movement rather than half your speed to stand up. That's yeah. like the, not important. That saves you 10 feet of movement. That's not... Oh, out of general. Yeah, for you get to monks, move it, a lot further. it does a lot more. But like... It, That's still not useful. I wish yeah. it was like you could use your reaction to pop right back up. Yeah, exactly. Like when you get knocked prone, you can use your reaction. Yeah, you can exactly. use your reaction to pop back up. Yeah, why not? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. You're a drunk dude. You got knocked down and you like accidentally rolled and stood back up. Right, that seems yeah. like a, what a drunk thing would do. Uh, why not? Uh, redirect attack is the other one, and this is hilarious because it directly conflicts with the what the first thing you're doing is. And the first thing you're doing is smacking people and running away. This one's like, you want to be surrounded on all sides by people yeah. to redirect people's attacks. So it's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> uh, this, when you, you spend one key point as a reaction, if someone misses you with an attack, so they also have to miss, then you spend one key point. So it's still using up your key points. And, as, and you have to use up your reaction. 
And then it's going to accidentally hit a creature of your choice other than the attacker within five feet of you. So you also need someone else to be standing in the way. I've seen that's, that's rough. a ton of horror stories, not actual horror stories, but like horror stories of people cheesing the rules where like, so I'm playing a drunken monk and you're playing a paladin and we're just having a hard time hitting this boss. So you close your eyes and then hit me with disadvantage. <laughs> so you'll miss me and uh, I can drunk and redirect it to auto hit the boss. Uh, I don't, th- I think it even, I don't think it's been errated to say like, you can't do that, but should be. And I won't allow any of that nonsense. <laughs> I get what you're saying. The paladin can swing at the monk. At the monk and attack, attack him and impose yeah. disadvantage to miss for some reason. But, uh, and it but, automatically I mean, hits the boss, the boss because yeah. but rules as red it just as a creature so that is the most it's, bullshitty thing it's, I've ever it's seen. like super cheesy metagame of the rules where it's like why would you attack your friend why would you do that and like, <laughs> and like explain it, it, to me how him being drunk somehow makes it distracted makes... the boss enough to see this attack come in at you and, and accidentally then be like, him. well, let me take off my armor a little bit. So you can... <laughs> yeah. I, I let think... me just peek a little closer at why he's moving like that. One amendment I would make is say, if the attack would have hit the other creatures, AC or something. So it'd be like, okay, so it's still yeah. the same attack roll. So if it missed, if I rolled a disadvantage and so like, whoop, I rolled a natural one. So I miss you. It'd be like, well, the natural one would have missed the, the boss anyway so you none of you, you can't use this effect honestly man I, i'll talk about it now i guess I, I would redesign this entire drunken master thing totally differently so I, did you ever play world of warcraft uh a little bit but they had a, a monk class on world of warcraft it was not in the original game but over the course of the expansions they came up with the monk they had a brew master monk basically a drunken monk and he was a tank class. And that's what I wish they did with the drunken master in D&D is made it a tank. Like made him super tanky, super hard to hit. Like this just crazy like guy that slobbers in your face is like, yeah, drunkenly moving around. Like they they have the inner workings sort of there, but they messed it up entirely. Yeah, I wish like so many other classes have these like you do something and it activates your stuff. So it could be right. like you you drink you use your bonus action at the beginning of your turn to like drink a bunch of booze and right, now you're right, drunk. Right. So you have like you're a plus drunk, two to your AC, abilities have right, you, right, right. All you did all stuff. this stuff, right? It's and like a now, semi rage in that you're drunk exactly. is your rage. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. They they, they could have done better with this class and made it more fun to play. Yeah. Uh, we'll finish off the class though. They give you the drunkard's luck at eleventh level. Uh, whenever you make an ability check, an attack roll, a saving throw, or di- and have disadvantage. So if you have disadvantage on any of those, you can spend t two key points to cancel the disadvantage. Uh, that feels real bad, to be honest with you. Like that's For a lot of key points just to be like level thing. Yeah, it's not too great. Um, just to cancel disadvantage on something that you probably won't do <laughs> because, like, I don't know. I'm never. I'm. I don't generally look to attack at disadvantage. <laughs> I look to I look to do to something you, but... better than that. Right. It's yeah. not up to me, but like, well, but it is. I, I could do different things. You can do different things. And also, like at eleventh through thirteenth level, like 
got it. I I understand this, but at 14th level, you get the thing where you have proficiency on all your saving throws because it's really the saving throws that you really care about because you don't want to be. That one feels tough. worthy. Yeah, I feel but, like that one doesn't come up as much as the thing, especially because yeah. it has to be at disadvantage, and you're only right. canceling that. So uh, it's it's definitely I absolutely agree with you. It's worth using in those scenarios. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Throw two key points out there, cancel that disadvantage. Be like, no, 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 I'll do a straight roll on this. I think the most thing on the attack or the the what would make it worth on the attack roll is if you had advantage and disadvantage, and you can cancel out the disadvantage. So you're effectively giving yourself. Give yourself advantage. the advantage. Yeah. A lot of the later level stuff is like positioning yourself to get advantage in the attack. That's true. And those situations, advantage. like you mentioned, where you have advantage and disadvantage somehow, it, those do arise. Those do arise. Those, more those than actually think. come up. Yeah. But so yeah, level, that'll feel a lot better to give you two. Key, yeah, use two key points to give yourself advantage on the roll. That yeah. feels. That feels. That feels. I feel like that should just be the ability. <laughs> <laughs> to just give yourself two key points and then give yourself advantage. Give yourself advantage, yeah, right? It's It means the same thing. It's like yeah. now they just limited it to like say, oh no, you can only use it now. Uh, 17th level, Intoxicated Frenzy. This one's fun. I don't know if it's a 17th level for the ability, but it's fun. Uh, uh, you're, if you're overwhelmed by a group of enemies, this also leads me to believe it's one of the more tank classes, right? Mm-hmm. When you use Flurry of Blows, you can make three additional attacks with it. Up to a total of five Flurry of Blows attacks, but each one has to t- target a different creature. Yeah, so the the idea of this class is you run in, drunk, attack a bunch of people, and then leave because you have this engage <laughs> action. Um, I wish they focused this class more on like running in drunkenly and then and slapping everyone in the face, trying to stun everybody, and just sit there, like surrounded by all your friends now that you're drunk. I think they should have made it more to a tank class than a hit and run. So what do you uh, what do you give this? C plus. I think it's um, it's got some moves, but they're they're not very interesting. <laughs> yeah, this is the time I'm going to go lower than you. I'm just going to get like a C minus yeah. because again, yeah, like all fine. this all this stuff, and it's like sure, but. Yeah, even more so than the uh, open hand. It, this just feels like normal monk, and that's of course discounting that redirect bullshit that we mentioned. I, I was yeah ignoring that. Yeah, this is one of the things that if they haven't fixed it at a later edition, they kind of need to. Like, <laughs> that sounds like bullshit. It's very much not even like power gaming. This is like pure meta game of the rules to yeah. to uh, that's a manipulation of, of game. The next is the Kensei Monk, Way of the Kensei. So this tries to... This is your favorite, really. Well, I have bad news for you. I don't think it's very good. (laughs) (laughs) You mean you're just disappointed with it. (laughs) Yeah, so this is where they took the monk and they tried to take it away from... uh, Well, maybe it doesn't use just its hands to attack things, right? Let's try and give it different weapons, maybe. So... They gave you the path of the Kensei. You have Kensei weapons now, so you get a melee weapon and a ranged weapons. Uh, you choose two different types to be your weapons, uh, whether they're melee or ranged. And then you get uh, a couple extra little bonus tacks that you can use. If you make an unarmed strike, so this is going like, okay, yes, you have these weapons now, but you can still make unarmed strikes. A lot of your, your flurry, you still have flurry of blows. blows. You're still a monk. Yeah. So you're still going to be using that stuff. If you make the unarmed strike as part of the attack action on your turn, so this is separate from the flurry of blows, however, mm-hmm. uh, 
And you're holding a Kensei weapon. So this means you like didn't use your Kensei weapon to attack. You attacked with just your hand. But now you can agile parry. You can use your Kensei weapon to defend yourself. You get a plus two bonus to AC until the start of your next turn. I wish that bonus was a little higher. It's good at early levels. And then it's obviously they're just not useful later on. <laughs> yeah, for bosses, when they have just like plus thir- like 13 to 15... Uh, AC is kind of meaningless in general. Yeah. But, um, and using this kind of feels awkward because it meant you like purposely did less damage because you didn't use your weapon. You used just an unarmed strike. Right. It, yeah. Like it depends on what. Yeah. It you do choose to do uh, less damage, but the plus two bonus it it's it's pretty decent in the mid to to whatever levels because it kind of turn you like you can easily have like a 22 ac with this and then i'm glad for one thing i am glad doesn't use a key point that would have that would have made me just like no yeah like no i'm not using a key point to like maybe bonus my ac by two like come on come on i'm gonna use it to flurry blows and crap yeah so i like that it's just like Saying, if you want to play a little more defensively right now for this situation, do that. And, yeah. I mean, by less damage. We're talking about, like, maybe by two damage. Yeah, right, yeah. Because also, two damage. if you have the extra attack feature, your first attack can be made with the weapon, and your second attack can be unarmed strike to get the plus two bonus. This says you have to use an unarmed strike as part of the attack. Right, yeah, but the, with at level five, you can make two attacks. Oh, uh, so yeah, so you can hit with... one with the weapon, then with an unarmed strike, yeah. and still hold it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta manipulate what you're doing at what time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> know what you're doing. Uh, you also get the Kensei shot. You can use a bonus action to uh, turn your ranged attacks with the Kensei weapon more deadly. So instead of using your bonus action for a flurry of blows if you're at ranged, Instead, your bonus action can be turned into just a d4 of extra damage. That's nice. Yeah, it's good because... And it, and this doesn't use key points again. like that. Points. I like that you're not using key points here. Thank God. That, that'd feel real bad if I had to use those them key points. I just... Any way to preserve Drag, key points. You, I mean, <laughs> protect the key points at all Protect costs. my key points. Don't you touch my key points. Are you coming after my key points? Don't you touch my key points. <laughs> I, feel, I, feel I like swear we, if you touch my key points. <laughs> that's going to be your monk. You're just constantly worried that people are, are stealing Always commenting on his key points. What is he, what is he keep talking dude, about? What is he talking point? about key points? <laughs> this dude I is see all you about his key points. Hey, don't you, check. Don't you look, I know you just looked at my keyboard. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Then he's also about the way of the brush. I love this. Proficiency with calligrapher's supplies or painter's supplies? Yeah. Finally, something with, like, super... Right? This is, like, the first thing that I'm like, there's the frickin' roleplay. And that's good roleplay in there. Like, you're, like, this super calligraphy artist, that guy. I agree. But I just don't understand your, like, drunken monk proficiency performance. That's awful. I, when is performance going to no, come up? And then you're like this. Just because it was like, well, yeah, right. And then this one's just like proficiency and thing. And I'm like, yeah. calligrapher supplies. You're just like, hey, yeah. Yeah. The performance is fine. The performance just doesn't come up as much. Um, you can find cool ways to use this, I feel like. I think the, yes, yeah, you definitely could. Um, you, you can actually like, you can like, 
I know there's a um, you know the rogue subclasses that allow you to like transcribe people's thing, you know, like where you're uh, right, counterfeiting yeah. things. But you you could you could you know yeah this kind of way. If you're a calligrapher, you could be like, I would like to like forge a document. Right. What's the DM gonna be like? No, no, you have to be <laughs> like a level eighteen assassin <laughs> rogue to do that. No, you're just sitting there. I'm proficient well, in calligraphy. Still, you can't just like forge a document. <laughs> well, you're not proficient in impact font, which is what this is. So, yeah. So, like, I don't know. There's some cool things to play around with there. I like the calligraphers um, one. Yeah, I like one of the fun things about this is it does kind of branch out a little bit from like, well, I'm the unarmed guy, and now you're like, oh, I, now I can like, yeah. I I, I like the flavor. This, yeah, this finally has a little bit of theming, right? Yeah. The shadow had theming too. I'll give it that. Uh, yeah, yeah, but not not a lot of the other ones. Not a lot of the other ones, exactly. For right, level six, theme was not good. That's what this theme was. This being not yeah, good. yeah. I was like, it's bad. It's bad as <laughs> the theme. Uh, at level six, you become one with the blade. Uh, your Kensai blades weapons now become magic. Uh, and then you have the death strike when you hit with a Kensai weapon. Now you have to use the key points. No, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, when you use that key point, uh, it'll deal extra damage equal to your martial arts die. So it kind of adds in that because you're not at this point, it sounds like you're foregoing all the unarmed things for the most part and saying like, I want to hit with these weapons that I'm using. now." Yeah, this is kind of, uh, yeah, it's kind of scaling to be like, hey, OK, if you especially if you want to use ranged weapons, it's like, OK, hey, with your yeah. longbow, you could do D8 plus your D6 uh, martial arts die. Plus a D four with Kensai shot. It's like oh, that's starts to add up. Then second strike, whatever. I wish the Kensai shot uh, definitely scaled. One D four is pitiful. (laughs) A little like later on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like for using up a whole bonus bonus action. action, Yeah, yeah, it should scale up. It feels like this should also be your martial arts die. Yeah, instead of a D four, right? Because it it makes sense that it's a D four at third level. Because that's yep. the martial arts die. Yeah, it should just say martial arts die. I agree. Why doesn't it just say martial arts die? Yeah. Because it also, you do get on all your ranged attacks. But yeah, it's still just like, all right. Uh, but it uses up your bonus action. So do you get it on mm-hmm. all your range? Well, if for uh, if you have multi-attack. So level five. Oh, okay. So yeah, you used up your bonus action, but it's going to, the bonus damage will happen on each yeah. attack. That because you yeah. can't, if you're a range, then you can't use flurry of blows. Yeah. Eleventh uh, level, you get sharpen the blade. You can augment your weapons further with your key. No, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> no key. <laughs> As a bonus action, you can expend up to three. Key. No, I spend no key. No, spend three key points to grant one Kensei weapon. You touch a bonus to attack and damage rolls when you attack with it. The bonus equals the number of key points you spend. So this again, like we mentioned, you know, weapons get really good. They get to like plus three, and this is just like I can make it a plus three. Yeah. And at at level so you only get this at level eleven, and I think this can either be really interesting or just not you don't use it because you can't yeah. use this if it already has like a plus one, two, or three bonus to it. Right. Um, so like if you pick up a plus two weapon, you're just gonna use <laughs> he's that. never gonna use this. <laughs> um, but not all weapons that are magic and have abilities have plus bonuses on them some of them are like if you crit you deal an extra like 10 damage or you 
Like you roll. So, the, the, so you, uh, yeah, with this class, you would look more for not just the raw damage weapons. You want the cool weapon that does an interesting thing. Yeah, when it does you can stuff. cast fly with this weapon because you can already give it its bonus damage that you yeah. want. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I do wish this was better. It only lasts for one minute. It's a bonus action, and it only lasts... So it lasts for combat. Yeah, but I kind of wish combat. you could, like... I really wish you could, like, wake up for the day and be like, can I spend my morning sharpening my blade so that it's yeah. a plus three for the day? I think, yeah, if you if you did this, it would have to be, like, you can only use it on once per long rest because you get all your key points back at short right. rest. So you could be like, I wake up. I, or, like, if you're, like, an elf... Like a high elf, you only sleep for four hours. I'd be like, okay, I wake up, all my weapons get plus three, take a short rest while everyone else is sleeping. Now all my <laughs> points are back. Um, right. Yeah, like I'm okay yeah. with using the key points on it in that scenario I'm, I'm arguing. Just like I right, wish yeah, I could yeah, yeah. sharpen my blades so that I don't have to do it in combat. <laughs> I feel like my weapons should be sharp. I don't know. I'm not going into. The, I'm not going into the fight and then being like, "Look at this. Hold guy on, all ass blades." <laughs> well, we haven't started combat yet. That's why I'm sharp. <laughs> what? This would definitely be the, like the, one of those abilities, right? Where you know, roll for initiative, and I'm like, "Can I just have sharpened blades at this point?" And they're like, "Yeah." No. Yeah, <laughs> your key. Oh my god! It's um, just like, come on! Can I not spend my first turn sharpening my stupid blades? I think again, this is uh, this is a better at if you're being the ranged one because you're not using your bonus action mm. for flurry of blows. You can be like, okay, bonus action. Now I get a plus three to attack and damage. Yeah, now, twice. now fire away. Now second turn, can't say. Then you. How good do you think this is as a ranged guy? To be honest, though, compared to anything you could do in any of the other three like ranged martial classes, uh, I think it's. Is it worthy of your time? I, so one nice thing about this one, opposed to like ranger, is you are not effective at close range if you're a ranger, archer. Mm. It's just like well, with this one you could stun him. You could still <laughs> stun him, yeah. And this is the bad thing about being a ranged one is stunning only comes uh, only comes with melee when attacks. When they're close, yeah. But um, this offers you a lot of versatility because... Yeah, you're forgoing a lot to do that. Like, yeah. Yeah, so all these stuff is kind of like, well, okay, it's you're fine with ranged, but if someone comes up to you, you can still stun them. And that's still like yeah. the best, one of the best abilities in the game. Um, so I think you're trading off like... If you, if you want to be, like, Legolas Archer, this isn't the class for you. But yeah. if you want to be, like, the cool martial arts range The guy, cool kid on the block? Well, you know me. I always want to be the cool kid. That's true. Cool kids <laughs> don't use key points. They ain't school. Don't Damn use right. They savor them. <laughs> don't use my key points! Uh, <laughs> uh, lastly, at 17th level, they get the unerring accuracy. I like this one. If you miss with an attack... Uh, using a monk weapon, which I same thing as Kensei weapon, same thing as that yeah. one. Uh, you can just re-roll it. Uh, you can only use it once, but per turn. Per and it turn. didn't use your key points. No key points necessary. Yeah. No. So this was the same thing. I think, what did I say? It was an optional ability at like level five or six or something like that, where you could spend a bunch of key points to up the your roll. Yeah. Probably wanted to do that anymore. You just like get to re-roll and you'll yeah. probably hit. And that it's, feels great. It's better than advantage because... Also, like, possibly, like, the melee version of this class might be the best stunning striker by 17th level. Because, like, oh, yeah. you can guarantee the hit to be like, stunning strike that. Now hit. Stunning strike that. And just uh, now that we've gone over this, uh, the 
if you remember fighting, you fought one of these guys before uh, uh-huh. in the one shot where there's the team PvP. It's uh, our the NPC White Thorn was one of these guys. I I honestly thought of him much more as a rogue. <laughs> uh, usually, yeah, it's he does a lot of the same things because he's yeah super stealthy. And... I did know. Well, I mean, he he did use the stunning strike though. I mean that and that was a big freaking deal when he would stun people. It was like oh, well, it was like jeez, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. And people, but I I don't think I recognized any of this sheet from him. You, you recognized it with the plus two AC. I remember you guys were just like, we can't hit this guy. Oh, because like, he kept using that. Yeah, because it, is, it it feels like a passive ability when when sure you're, you, you're just combat. always doing that. Yeah, fair, fair. What do you give? Uh, what do you think of the Kensei then? I think with the versatility it offers you, and like you can be melee focused. And then just be like, I also have a longbow that I can use, and also give it a plus D four damage, and I can give it a plus. That's true. Oh, you are pretty versatile. Points. That's pretty cool. So I'm gonna give this an A. I think. Whoa! It is, oh is man, that's way point. higher than I would ever give it ever. <laughs> I am not. Surprised. I'm still in. I think it's better than the Drunken Master, so I guess that makes it a B minus. I think it's it's a mm-hmm. a solid a solid guy. I do love the versatility of that. I think you gotta, yeah, you're gonna want to use every part of the buffalo here if, to be to feel like you're doing stuff. Yeah, with with I feel like you, with this class, it's a little different, right? You wouldn't want to just be like, no, I only shoot the bow. I do nothing else. Yeah, I only yeah. shoot the bow. Right. Now yeah. to really take this class for what it's worth, you want to be like, oh, you're gonna in this situation. Everything. I'll use the bow. Yeah. Oh no. Now I'll stab him. Now I'll stunning him. Yeah. Right. Use the class. Everything. Which is yeah. pretty nice because a lot of classes you're just like, well, I'm not going to use this ability ever. Um, yeah, and for and, that I like it. Yeah, I'll give it the the B minus for that. Just be like the which is the, high praise for you. That is that's the highest we've gotten so far. Well, open hand again. I kind I gave it like an A tier as long as you're higher in the levels. And I will adjust open hand a little bit. I mean, look, I should have given a high. I think as a base class, the open hand should be. At least a B minus with this thing. <laughs> I think it's a B minus with this, and then goes to A at seventy levels. So I'll, I'll jump up with right. open hand. Uh, moving on to Sun Soul, otherwise known as Ryu from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you get a Sun Bolt now. Uh, you get Hydrukin. Uh, you gain a new attack option when you use the attack action. You get a spectral attack with a range of thirty feet. Uh, where you add your dex mod to its attack and damage rolls. It's same D4 radiant damage, but it'll change as you gain levels as the monk. So is it equal to your martial? Technique? Yeah, basically it's, yeah, instead of okay. unarmed strikes, you get this 30 range. You get this. You get, you get a 30 foot unarmed strike, yeah, but they, you, it's not an unarmed strike. <laughs> yeah, they just decided to make this the most confusing worded ability yeah, on weird. the planet. Uh, when you take your attack action on your turn and use this as part of it, you could spend a key point to make this attack twice as a bonus. So you're just turning all your attacks yeah. into 30 feet unarmed strikes for some reason. And it's not doing anything beneficial, to be honest. Radiant damage is better than bludgeoning Normal, damage. Yeah, 30 feet is good, but yeah, it's just like, yeah. That's your benefit. That's what you get. <laughs> That's it. Okay, interesting. Uh, sixth level, you get the Searing Arc Strike. 
uh, immediately after you take the attack action on your turn, you could spend two. No, ah, no, that's not. <laughs> uh, you could cast Burning Hands as a bonus action. Kind of cool as a bonus action. I like that. Mm-hmm. Is Burning Hands usually an action or a bonus action? It's I feel an like action. it's yeah, it's usually an action. So this that's kind of nice that you get Burning Hands as a bonus action. So that makes it kind of worth maybe spending the key points. You can also spend additional key points. No, no, uh, to cast it at a higher level because you cast it at. Level, level one. one. Yeah, for two key points at level one, each additional increases its by, by one. Uh, yeah, at level three... The maximum amount you can spend equals half your monk level, so... Yeah, level three, this is fine. <sighs> Anything higher than that. Burning Hands is just not a very effective spell. Like, at very quickly, yeah. your just unarmed strikes are going to do more damage because... Yeah, would it be broken to say, like... Because, again, it's using your bonus action. Would it be broken to, like, just tell this subclass with using zero key points as a bonus action you can cast Burning Hands? No, just because Burning <laughs> Right? It, it would be fine, wouldn't it? Just be no. like, no, as a bonus action, every turn you can cast Burning Hands. I'd be like, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. it. And, at, and, at then, and then keep, and keep, the, uh, keep the key point thing, you know, like... And then you if you want to buff it up, it. yeah, if you want to buff it up to a higher level, use your key points to buff it up if you want to. Yeah. But go ahead and cast a level one burning hands as a bonus action each turn. Go ahead. Right. Who cares? <laughs> uh, level <laughs> You're a monk. <laughs> You're a monk, yeah. I just. Uh, searing sunburst at 11th level. You can create an orb of light that erupts into an explosion. As an action, you magically create an orb and hurl it to a point within 150 feet where it erupts in a deadly burst. Each creature in a 20-foot radius sphere has to succeed on a con save or take 2d6. <laughs> it's, like, so small. Well, and then you can... So you don't have to spend any key to do this. Um, but you can upcast it, up, quote-unquote, cast it. So basically you can't spend three key points to turn it into a fireball. Um, right. Increases, uh, what, by 2d6 for each key point you spend? So it brings it up to 8d6. Uh, Again, kind of what we said about the the stunning strike, a lot of monsters have high con saves. Right. And it doesn't say, it doesn't take half, right, when they fail this one? uh, A creature that doesn't... yeah, I guess creature. I think they take zero, or they take it all. Need to make the save the creatures behind total cover. Yeah, yeah. It's just I, there's no. I don't see any half half damage. damage clause to it. Yeah, so like that's awkward. Yeah. <laughs> that's awkward. Oops. Yeah. Uh, the sun shield at seventeenth level. Uh, you become. A wreathed in a luminous magical aura, you shed a bright light in a thirty foot radius. That's awkward with the with the shadow. If you had a shadow monk in this guy, <laughs> stop standing next to me. I cast darkest. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I can't see you over my beautiful radius. It's like, uh... but don't worry, I can extinguish or restore the light as a bonus action. I'm I'm a light bulb. You're you are just the human light bulb. You are a human light bulb. If a creature hits you with a melee attack while the light shines, you can use your reaction to deal radiant damage equal to the creature five plus your wisdom mod. So not a lot of damage. Not a lot of damage. That's Using a your reaction to deal like what? 
10 damage. Maybe 10 damage. Maybe. At 17. Probably at 17th level. It's probably 10 damage. Probably 10. But yeah, it's just like, I don't... This class started out cool and then just disappointed me Gets every play. horrible. I'm yeah, right? Like, it, it does, did seem like kind of cool flavor to be like, what if he just Hadoukens all around? Like, what can we do with that? And I feel like they failed to succeed on yeah just like what other fun things can you do like maybe six level like you can use your instead of flurry of blows you can turn into like a light whip and restrain people Mm. or something like that or just like i don't know something yeah like when that spectral attack hits they like are momentarily stunned allowing you to use an additional action on them or something yeah like they're blinded unless they make a con save or something but man this just like sixth level, cool. You can cast a first level spell. Fun, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to use so many key two points. key points. This, this to me is in, is in the D range again. This is just straight. Yeah, D. this is pretty D for me. There's like maybe some use, but other than that, it's pretty garbage. Uh, finally, we move on on to Tasha's. As we know about Tasha's, generally things get stronger. I don't know if that happened with the monk. I'll be honest. I don't think it did. <laughs> I think Tasha's it, it kind of failed. I think this is a kind of a. You kind of said something earlier, which I think is true, is they're, they got like either lazy or they were just very yeah. scared of the monk when they made this. And they're just like, yeah. we don't want to make this thing overpowered. And everyone's like, you do, like, the paladin can smite every time it hits. There's no once per turn clause on this guy. That's like, you could do like, like 17, 20 D8 damage in one yeah. word. And uh, the monk's like, whoa. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna make now. you wait until you get that D ten to level. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the hell? We're gonna start with the way of the astral self. Uh, this is you turn into like Shiva. This is what's, it, it, the flavor of this. I kind of like, but and then I'm looking at this class and I'm like, ah, well, <laughs> I mean, you talk about yeah. like, well, you're disappointed by. It. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Have I said that before? I don't know. Uh, third level, uh, you have mastery of key as a bonus action. You have to spend one key point. But this one's kind of cool. You you summon your arms of your astral self, and then yeah. it's going to give you a bunch of bonus stuff. So you're like always going to use this is like your rage. They kind of yeah, turned exactly. it into a rage mechanic. So and it's going to last. What is it? Last ten minutes or something? It lasts like ten plenty minutes. of time. Ten minutes. So yeah, plenty of you time. You can do for, this before combat if you want to, which is the nice. Yeah, because it's it's a bonus action. So uh, while these are present, you'll gain the following bonus, and they're pretty good. You use your wisdom mod in place of your strength mod when making strength checks and strength saves. That's awesome. Now, strength saves is an interesting one. Oh, no, no, never mind. I'm thinking of it wrong. Uh, I was like, you already have proficiency in strength saves, but that only adds to how good it is because now you have your wisdom mod plus your proficiency in it. Yeah, and basically what this is telling you is you can grapple people with your astral arms, and instead of making... A strength check. Strength check. Yeah, you can you make can a wisdom check with wisdom. So you'll be a super good grappler. Uh, in addition, the, the spectral arms can be used to make unarmed strikes. That's important a little bit later. Uh, when you make an unarmed strike with the arms, your feet, your reach is five feet greater than normal. So it goes to ten feet now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that unarms, kind of gives you mini disengage for free because you can run. Sure, you don't have feet, to be within range. You can hit them. But yeah. that, that's only for your arms, not your unarmed strikes. Right. It's the unarmed strikes with the arms. Yeah. Right. So, so if you so have you a can't, weapon. You can't use yeah. them and use your flurry of blows, for instance, unless you use your uh, flurry of blows with this, which I think they give you the option to do. 
Yeah, yeah, you can, because their flurry blows yet. are unarmed strikes. I think, yeah, I think you can do it with. Do do do. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> we're like looking for can. it. Yeah. Um, the unarmed strikes you make with the arms uh, will also use your wisdom mod in place of your strength or dex for the attack damage and rolls, and their damage type turns to force damage. I don't know how often that's going to make a difference. Probably not. Yeah, much. it's. Since your attacks get magical anyway later on, probably not. But yeah. force damage is one of those. It's like one of those premier damage types that like nobody has resistance or sure, or and it does do damage. double damage against some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at sixth level, you get the visions. So everything from here on out just kind of is a bonus to that first core ability. Yeah. So oh, oh, also, there's the thing of when you activate it. Each creature you see within 10 oh, yeah. feet of you makes a dex save or yep. takes force damage equal to two martial arts dice rolls. So you like you yep. can run in, activate, and then And you do a little AoE splat. Yeah, because yeah, your arms slash out at them, I guess. Yeah, and that that is that that's that's cool. extra damage. That's yeah. pretty sweet. Yeah, I do like that as well. Uh, sixth level, you get the visions of the astral self as a bonus action or as part of the bonus action that you take to do the arms. You get mm-hmm. this. So it's just like adding to it. Uh, and I guess it does take an extra key. So now you have to spend two key to get both of these tacked Yeah, on. Yeah, you do have to use both two key points now, but you'll also get, uh, you can see normally in darkness, both magical and non-magical. So now if you run into that shadow monks who cast darkness, you can see in there. He's like, he can't, right. he can't, he's the shadow monk and he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> you're just this random astral self one. And you're like, dude, I can see I can just see that. Fine. That's <laughs> so random. Come get me. You get the wisdom of the spirit. You have an advantage on wisdom insight checks and intimidation checks. So there's a little bit of uh, role play. Finally, they added. Yeah, this is like actual class. role play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give you insight and intimidation. Those are good checks. Uh, and you get the word of the spirit. <laughs> this is so another another one uh, for role play. Mm-hmm. When you speak, you can direct your words to a creature of your choice within sixty feet of you, making it so only that creature can hear you. So even if everyone's standing around, you could talk to only one person. So it's yeah, almost like the speaking in people's minds. Yeah, exactly. Really. Yeah, it's just gonna, yeah. Um, alternatively, <laughs> this is way funnier. Oh, you yeah. can amplify your voice so that all creatures within six hundred feet can hear you. Yeah, just like. You can be like, hey, close your ears. I'm going to shout. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I don't... It's just like... That one's right, awesome. Yeah, that's I have a huge announcement to make. <laughs> Everyone gather. Everyone listen to me. <laughs> uh, 11th level, you'll get the you'll unlock the body. Uh, you don't have to spend any more key points. Thank God. Oh, my God. Uh, so when your spectral body is present, you... You can have deflect energy. This is kind of cool. When you take acid, cold, fire, force, lightning, or thunder damage, you can use your reaction to deflect it. So, like, now you have deflect missiles and you have deflect energy. So now you can deflect just anything that's coming at you. You probably can deflect it. Does the same exact thing. You reduce the damage 1d10 plus wisdom. But not plus your monk level for this. Not plus the monk level, which at 11th level, it's pretty big. Yeah, it's 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 a big difference. You also get empowered arms. Uh, on each of your turns, when you hit with the arms from your astral self, you can deal extra damage equal to your martial arts die. So you roll an extra martial arts die roll. Yeah. So they scaled it up. That's good. It needs it needs to happen. Finally, at seventeenth level, 
uh, as a bonus action, you have to spend five key points. Ow! <laughs> but you summon all of the above, everything all at once. Uh, so you'll additionally get a plus two to our AC. Okay. And when you use the extra attack feature to attack twice, you can instead attack three times if all the attacks are made with your astral arms. So it's just like really going all in on like on all these slap some people around with these arms. Yeah. So you can attack five times at 17. Yeah, because you get three attacks with the attack and then the bonus attack with flurry of blows gets right. you two more with the arms. So five slaps. And every single one of those is what, a D10, right? Yeah. And then you D well yeah D ten then you get to add additional one because you empowered arms yep for each of them right I think you can only do it once per turn it just says when you hit uh, but this yeah. uh, on mine it says once on each of your turns. That would make yeah. sense that it's just once because that that would just mean double damage. Double the damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'd be like, I just... always crit. I'd be like, okay, I think body bash yourself. But okay, that's what this one's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so just one extra dice. Well, so that, yeah, it turns it to like if you hit with all your attacks, like six d ten. Yeah, just, your attacks alone. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, this is just a solid class, right? It's it's yeah weird. It's a weird class. <laughs> Yeah, it's but very... But, hey, it gave you some uh, roleplay. It gave you a thing. You, and... I think the reach to 10 feet, I think, is going to be, like, sneakily good. Mm. Where it's just like, okay, now I'm Yeah, there's some you. stuff in here that's sneakily good, right? I like yeah. deflect energy a lot. That's right. going to be, like, sneakily that, come up a lot. That's just, yeah, every turn. Yeah, just be like, oh, yeah. take? Okay. That's, like, a really good... So, I'll just give this class a solid B. It's just a solid bunk. Right there with you. Yeah. All right, the la other Tasha's is the Mercy Monk. This one's actually pretty legit. Yeah, uh, I really like this one. Yeah, this one's pretty legit. So at third level, you gain a proficiency in insight and medicine. Two, and proficiency with the herbalism kit. I mean, like, just two incredible proficiencies. Yeah, yeah. Medicine, uh, medicine also... skill checks are often like, I want to help someone who's down. Like, if you don't have spared the dying. Like, usually that's when the skill check comes in. Yeah, medicine check. You won't really need to with this particular subclass because you could just... No, as we'll see in a bit, yeah. yeah. Uh, At third level, you'll unlock the hands of harm and the hands of healing. Wait, hold on. It's the other role-playing part of it. Oh, yeah, they get the Merciful Mask. Yeah, which is... I think this is one of the sweetest parts of it. It does nothing mechanically, but... No, but you are wearing a spectral mask. Yeah. Pretty dope. And it has an appearance. It'll, you know, there's a skull, there's a, a butterfly, a laughing visage, crying, black and white, and a raven. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. That's pretty cool. I can work with that. Yeah, both of these have, like, an astral aspect to them, right? Mm -hmm. They have, like, projection onto them. Alright, so the Hands of Healing, Hands of Harm. Hands of Healing. Uh, you can mend wounds as an action on your turn. You can spend a key point to touch a creature. And this one's worth the key point, fine. Uh, touch a creature and restore a number of hit points equal to your martial arts die plus your wisdom mod. So just like the opposite of like using your attacks. You're just, yeah. you just have a heal as well like for, with wound. your attacks. Your hands yeah. literally are also, you have to spend key points for each time you do this, but that you can literally just heal people with your attacks instead. Uh -huh. That's so interesting. Yeah. Like the anti-class. <laughs> right, yeah. Just like, oh, all right. <laughs> I guess yeah. I can. 
right. and uh it also allows you to uh when you use your flurry of blows instead of like using that to do unarmed strikes you can use that feature uh without spending a key point for the healing yeah. so what's awesome i mean you th- in those circumstances the awkwardness is that you have to be standing next to it. like everyone's got to be it's got to be your paladin that's standing next to the guy you're hitting too yeah I, yeah i think this is probably you're probably going to stand next to them just by circumstance like you're a, you're a melee character too so you can come yeah. in and you have like you'll get like 50 movement or so, or like 40 movement so you can like run in heal somebody hit somebody and then if you have the mobile feet you don't take Move away yeah. use your bonus action to flurry your blows yeah yeah and yeah i i do kind of like maybe what i wish would have happened there it might be asking too much but like if you used your hands of fe- healing feet as well like you could do this but hmm? you know because because oh. otherwise because as your action yeah you have, oh, to, you have to, to make to be able to flurry action. of blows you, have, you to... have to make an attack action yeah so if you use your hands of healing it means you did not take an attack action that's yeah that's absolutely correct yeah, so you so, can't do this a little multiple, awkward. You can um you can't do this multiple times in one turn cycle or one right. turn. That's kind of what they're getting at. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. So and I get that. I I actually I think it's better the way it's written. It's probably too much to do it the way I asked for, but and yeah, I feel fine. like you'd you, you'd end up being like the healer and you're just like oh, right. I don't want to Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I yeah, and and that doesn't quite feel right. So I yeah. I get it. I, I think it's more interesting to have to plan around. Well, how am I going to like? How am I going? I need to punch. attack. It and, does feel weird just to be like, yes, I'd love to heal you, but I need to punch this guy in the face first. How do I? <laughs> how do I do that? And it's totally worth it because you're probably doing more healing that way than you are damage at that point. So like, it's actually yeah, worth maybe, using yeah. the hands of healing there. Uh, so the hands of harm on the flip side, if you hit them with an unarmed strike, you can spend one key point. To deal necrotic damage equal to one of your martial arts die plus your wisdom mod. Yeah, so, so that's basi- pretty sweet. You basically, since it also has the modifier, like you basically get like a crit. And you can, deck. yeah, you can use this with flurry of blows. Yeah, it uses up your key points faster, really fast. You, fast. So you can but only you do, do it, a lot of damage. Yeah, you can only use it once per turn. Mm-hmm. So you can't add it to everything, but yeah, you basically same like, with flurry of blows, right? Right, it yeah, only happens once exactly. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, you basically like, hey, I'm going to choose this one to be a crit. It's even better than a crit because you also add additional modifier stuff. This, yeah, this is gonna, yeah, yeah, this is incredible when you crit. Yeah, just your hands of harm. Oh man, and oh, flurry of blows. Oh. All three blows is a different attack, right? But, but still, you get yeah. To this do happens this. all within the uh, within the attack, which is sweet. And you get to activate it after you learn that you crit. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, sixth level, you get the physician's touch. <laughs> uh, you can administer greater cures with even just a touch. So when you use he- hands of healing, this is crazy. When you use hands yeah. of healing on a creature, you can end a disease or one of the following conditions: blinded, deafened, paralyzed, poisoned, or stunned. Is- that can change the entire course of a fight. Yeah, like, oh, your fighter's blinded. Disadvantage on all these attacks. Never mind. You're good. Yeah, you're just paralyzed. run up to him. I'll smack that guy. I'll heal you. You're unblinded. I was like, holy crap, what did the monk just do? Yeah. It's crazy. That's not even the best part of this ability. 
You think it's the second one? Yeah, I think it's the second one. So this is when you use Hands of Harm. Well, I mean, so that was the one thing about Hands of Healing. Right. The Hands of Harm on a creature, you could subject that creature to the poisoned condition until the... Yeah, and it doesn't have a save. No Why save. Why does it have a save? Exactly. There's no it save. It makes no sense. And just disadvantage on all attack rolls that the boss makes, and it's like, oh, I attack three times. Or like, oh, legendary action, I'm going to make another attack. It's all at disadvantage. Every, all the attacks are at disadvantage. I, Hands of Harm can only be used once a turn, though. Right. Right, but like it's the same boss that attacks four times. Oh, sure, yeah. And Poisoned, yeah. we should mention, gives them uh, disadvantage on all their attacks. Yeah. So that's pretty big. And ability checks, but the ability checks never comes up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But the the but disadvantage on their attacks is pretty big. Yeah, like you're poisoning somebody and you're stunning other people. Meanwhile, you're healing somebody else. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like what do you Holy want the crap. to do in combat? Yes. Yeah, pretty much. Eleventh <laughs> uh, level, they get the flurry of healing and harm. Uh, oh my god. You can meet out a flurry of comfort and hurt. <laughs> like, I love this. I like you, of hate comfort. you. Like you, hate you. <laughs> you did good, buddy. You better Fuck heal up. You. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. That is what this thing is like, though. It's yeah. crazy. When you use flurry of blows, you can now replace each of the unarmed strikes with a use of your hands of healing without expending the key points for the healing. Oh, man, crazy. That's so good. Yeah. And it has That's the so other ability. It's the same thing, but the same harm. thing for the hand of harm. So, so you get a, instead of using key points, just get them once free. for free. Wow, yeah, it's really good. Uh, and seventeenth level, the ultimate mercy. Your mastery of life opens the door to the ultimate mercy. As an action, you can touch the corpse of a creature that died within the past twenty four hours. Spend five key points. The creature returns to life <laughs> with hit points equal to 4d10 plus wisdom mod. That's insane. If the creature died while subject to any of the following conditions, it also has no conditions, which I kind of feels like conditions would drop anyway after you've died and come back. Right. To life. Yeah. I didn't even know that that was a thing that they stayed. Like if you were stunned when you died and you woke up, I don't know. <laughs> like I feel like I'm yeah. not still stunned. Yeah. I don't understand. I get like, Poison, maybe? Just because it's like maybe? poison your body. Yeah, but, the, or, but like know, paraly- paralyzation, just like, uh, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, here? and then I died. <laughs> right. I, but I'm, I'm dead now, so. Uh, yeah, so you get free res for five key points, man. Pretty good. And, and reanimating somebody, or yeah, resurrection, it's the most worth it five key points you can imagine. That's Literally pretty good. Pretty good. Back to life. I, I'll get. I'll give this one an A. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what. Yeah, this right is my first A. This one's just good. This one's just good. Yeah, this is one of the ones that like no you are never gonna feel not useful. Yeah. At any point. All right, now I'll bring you. That was the that was up for Tasha's. I'll bring you into some of the some of the ones even you haven't heard about the Ascendant Dragon. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten these books yet, so I'm a bad. Now this is the newest one, right? This is only came out five months ago. This came out like well, I made more than that. It was like October of last year. This came yeah. out. So the way of the Ascendant Dragon, what they tried to do is make you into like a super dragon monk guy. Mm-hmm. You get the Draconic Disciple. You get three things with that. You get the Draconic Presence. If you fail an Intimidation or Persuasion check, you could use your reaction to re-roll the check. And once this uses... <laughs> once this turns a failure into a success, 
then you don't have to use it. Then you can't use it again until a long rest. But until then, till your heart's contempt, keep re-rolling those checks. Yeah, this is kind of <laughs> wild. This, this like, the only thing that Silver does is good. that bard one that's like, hey, if you're... Uh, yeah, it's similar to that uh, the eloquence guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You have advantage on all of your persuasion checks. That seems pretty freaking good. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Or intimidation. That seems really good. So that's already a really good third level ability. And I think I, I love this the most because charisma is the dumpiest of dump stats for the monk. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you feel so bad you're because like, you're like never able to persuade anyone of anything. Yeah, now it's just like, well, no. Well, those don't matter <laughs> anymore. Yeah, you just have proficiency in that forever. Uh, you also get, this one's my favorite part of it, the Traconic Strike. When you hit a target with an unarmed strike, you get to change the damage type, and it's not locked in. Yeah, I love that it's not locked in. Love that, right? Yeah, so you get to change it to any type of acid, cold, fire, lightning, or poison damage. Yeah, and this could have so easily read kind of like how the uh, barbarian, uh, like, storm barbarian or whatever it's called. Yes! It could have said, like, you get to choose one, then every level, choose a different one. It's like, nah, just... what. If you hit no, it with a fire every thing, strike. It, yeah, it's like, oh, it's You can hit him with two damage. unarmed strikes and both of those could do two different types. Yeah. Suss the guy out. Love let's that. see what let's see what he's weak to. Let's see what he's weak to. Yeah, exactly. And Love you find that. Out, like, ooh, vulnerable to lightning. Got it. We're in. Love that. And you also get the tongue of dragons so you can speak, read and write draconic. So, yeah, very flavorful in that fact. You're a draconic disciple, makes sense. You'll also get the breath of the dragon. So this reminds me very much as like you're a dragonborn, right, basically. Yeah. Right, you get this dragon breath. Uh, when you take the attack action on your turn, you can replace one of the attacks instead with this breath weapon, which is either a 20-foot cone or a 30-foot line that's thir- five feet wide. And once again, you get to choose a damage type out of the acid, cold, fire, lightning, or poison. Uh, each creature has to t- make a deck save against uh, your key save DC. And they take a damage uh, type equal to two rolls of your martial arts die. And on a failed save, they'll still take half as much. At 11th level, it goes up to three rolls. So it's really good at third level. And then it, I mean, luckily the martial arts die roll goes up, right? It's what scales. So, but there's like a point. And then at 11th level, it scales a little harder because it gives you an extra roll of it. Mm -hmm. And it's just one of you, you just like forgo one of your attacks to do this AOE attack. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, at level at third level, it's yeah, it's like two d four, like fire damage or something. And it didn't use a key point, but it doesn't use key point, so so I'm in. in. You know I'm in. Uh, what it does use, however, is uh, you can use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. So that starts at what two? Two. Yep. It goes and yeah, it scales up pretty slowly. It goes yeah, up to six. Very yeah. Slowly. Uh, you'll, you will regain all of those uses when you finish a long rest. If you have no uses, however, you can still use this, but you have to spend two key points. I, I like when they tack the stuff on because it's like, I like that. Yeah, that's happen, what I mean. But you're like, oh, if I need to for something, you can be like, all right, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you can do it. Go for it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So love the breath of the dragon. That's cool. Wings unfurled at sixth level. When you use your step of the wind, which I believe that's the one that disengage, or no, that was the dash. Yeah, dash, disengage, or double your jump speed. Or double your jump speed. So when you use that, uh, you can unfurl your Draconic Wings 
which ba- it gives you a flying speed. So if you use your dash action, you can dash and fly at yeah. sixth level, which is nutty. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty sweet. You can make it anywhere. Uh, I, what's awkward about this, I kind of wish it was like every time, because you already use the key point, because it says you have to use the step of the wind, which we know uses the key point. Mm-hmm. Now you can only use this. You, you also get this feat a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. Yeah, you should you just be like... Give me another use for another key point. Come on, give me that hit. Well, not just that. I just feel like it's. I have to. I'm already using my key points for step of the wind. Like you're telling me, I, and you had to use your step of the wind as like step of the wind. Also means it ate up your bonus action. Yeah, it eats up a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm I feel like you. just you just you're tacking on this one ability to this one specific thing within the class. I feel like just give it to him. Yeah, just give it just, to him. Just yeah, yeah. just yeah. say whenever you step of the wind, you can freaking fly fine fine Fine. that's that's what you get that's what you got it's also not so busted it's not just like you have now flying speed forever it's just no yeah it's only last yeah you have to land on flat surfaces yeah exactly so why not give them just crazy movement for their step of the wind that that's kind of cool because they're a dragon guy that's fine uh aspect of the worm at 11th level so you have a Dracronic Spirit that radiates from you. It <laughs> This, once again, goes into that Storm Aura guy a little, little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's only 10 feet. It's only 10 feet. Only Very 10 small feet. aura. Very small aura. Tiny Lasts for aura. a minute. For the duration, you gain one of the following effects. So you don't get both of these. I kind of wish you get both of them, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. So you get the Frightful Presence. Uh, when you create the aura... As a bonus action on subsequent, so it doesn't happen right away, too. Why does no, it not no, happen right when away? When you create this aura and as a bonus. Oh, okay, okay. When you create, yeah, yeah. thank God. I was like, why does it yeah. not happen right away? <laughs> Fear my draconic presence. Next turn. Next turn. Yeah. <laughs> In about six seconds, you'll be super scared. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So you can choose a creature within the aura. Again, it's only ten feet, but you'll run up to someone and, and then say, "Bonus action. I'll use frightful presence." Yeah. They have to succeed on a wisdom save or become frightened of you. Now, I know how useful this is, and it's pretty useful. <laughs> frightened is big. Frightened's big. really good. And 10 feet is actually, like, far enough, right, that you didn't have to come within their range. You could be yeah. like, you're frightened of me. Now run that way. Run away. <laughs> and I'm, yeah. I'm just going to go this way. You run that way. Yeah, and they yeah, will, yeah. because they're frightened of you. That uh, they can repeat that saving throw at the end of each of its turns. But what's nice is a lot of these effects say that they're immune to them after this. This one's not. You can keep doing that. Oh, yeah, you can keep running right. up to this guy and being like, bonus action, be scared of me again. And the guy's like, oh, shit, I am. <laughs> it's like, well, no, it's just it's just a flying human with dragon wakes. <laughs> wait, that is fucking scary. <laughs> he runs back to you. Oh, wait, God, ah, I was scared. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so that's actually pretty sweet. Uh, if you had to, it does tack on what Eric said. at the uh, it, If you can't create it again until you finish a long rest, but... You can spend three key points to get this aura back if you really need it. Yeah. Uh, also, the other thing it gives you, if you didn't choose the Frightful Presence, but I think that's generally the more useful one in all scenarios. But in specific scenarios, yeah. maybe you want to be resistant to those things that we mentioned with the Storm Aura that we were curious about. When you uh, activate this aura, you could choose a damage type of the, all the same ones, Acid, uh, Cold, Fire, Lightning, or Poison, and you and allies within the aura... This is the one thing we were talking about with, like, the 10 feet really hurts here, though. (laughs) Let's all bunch up while the dragon stares us down. Yeah. (laughs) Dragon's like, hey, you know what? Hey, at least as a bonus action, I can give resistance to all of that damage. Which is, uh, it's pretty We we also might not have all gotten hit by this to begin (laughs) with. (laughs) 
the but that it, it is nice to give that other option mostly because of the like if you're fighting a dragon, dragons are like they're going to be immune to fear a lot of the time. A lot of the boss monsters, right? So, the, you'll, so like, yeah, right. Hey, Any dragon, you'll use the resistance, right? Yeah. 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 What is that? A, a blue fire dragon? dragon? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll yeah. use resistance on fire. Yeah. I for just just because of the 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 role playing aspect of it, or not actual role playing, but like the idea like you have this draconic presence but it's only 10 feet i think it's kind of funny because yeah like, right they're only guy, scared of you until they get in your yeah, face they're like, <laughs> i'm not scared of this guy and they're like 12 feet away they walk two feet they're like <laughs> we gotta run away <laughs> dude this but guy's this, scary this as guy, hell where we talk about that they leave they're like you know what that wasn't that bad that wasn't that bad <laughs> let's, let's what was that what was I thinking? This guy's terrifying. Oh my god! It's like every time he uses a bonus action for some reason, oh I'm terrified. It's so cr- every six seconds. Yeah, but that it's so nice that like every bonus action, you just be like, "Be scared of me again, man!" Yeah. Like that's frightens a really, really good condition. It can almost feel just like stunning strike because, and it, it doesn't use key points. Doesn't you just use key chill point. there. And then there's like, okay, if they're frightened of you, then it's like, well, they they. If they want to move, they have to move away from you. And if yep. you position yourself correctly, that can be either towards your paladin who's going to fuck them up, or yep. it can it can honestly like split up a whole group of people. Some right, of them have to right. run away from you towards your allies, and then the other group has to. They don't have to run, but they don't. They can't get closer to you. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, finally, seventeenth level, the ascendant aspect. Your draconic spirit reaches its peak. So you'll get the following benefits, and you get all three of these. They give you three different things. This is what Please peak see. aspect looks like. Deal with it. This is it. This is peak aspect. When you use your breath, so the first one's the augment of the breath. So when you use your breath of the dragon back when you got third level, you could spend one key point to augment its shape and power. Uh, it now becomes a sixty foot cone or a ninety foot line, uh, and each creature in those areas will take four rolls of your martial arts die. Oh, I like that that only took you one key point to be like, yeah. double the damage. Like, holy crap. Right. And double the range. Like, it's just like every, if there's a huge group of you, it's so nice as a monk for you to be like, I'll deal damage to 50 things in this right. area. Yeah. It's like, that's, okay. Clear oh, out that's got to feel ads, so good. Now, yeah. I like, I love that as a monk. Cause that's not something you can just, as a martial class, you, barely ever get that opportunity yeah, that's <laughs> like weird. paladins have like thunder waves and stuff like that they they have because they're paladins god screw paladins <laughs> <laughs> please nerf <laughs> please nerf paladins uh you also get blind sight out to 10 feet within that range you can see anything that's now, pretty cool your shadow monk when they cast darkness on you and then you can you can still see, see and the they shadow can. monk still can't <laughs> <laughs> poor shadow monk Moreover, uh, you can see invisible creatures within that range. So that's kind of cool. If an, mm-hmm. if something that's invisible comes within ten feet of you, you can see. It. You can see that's it. pretty sweet. Yeah, like rogues, I think get this at this point. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's, it's like not useful until somehow it is, and then you're like, oh, that's freaking yeah, cool. <laughs> yeah, until you're fighting against everybody that's invisible, and it's just like, okay, well, I can see. I'm, it's just I'm, nice that it's it's not the only thing you got, right? Yeah, it, yeah it's yeah. just tucked in. It's just like a little 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 tuck, little tuck in acquisition there. Also, you get Explosive Fury. When you activate the Aspect of the Worm, the 11th level ability, your Draconic Fury explodes from you. You choose any number of creatures within your Uro, which, again, is still just 10 feet. It doesn't expand beyond that. 
Yeah, but they must succeed on a deck save or take 3d10 of the damage uh, type of your choice. Yeah. Which it doesn't say it has to be the same type that you chose the resistance of. So you can be like resistant to cold damage, but deal lightning damage with the fury. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I just like that as this is like more about the elements than the other thing. By I know, right? Shot. Yeah. By a long shot. Yeah. This um, is cool. Man, I'll tell you what, I'll give this class an A. I think this is sweet. I I'm gonna give it a B. Okay. But yeah, I I think it's super. I would buff certain things to make it an A. I, I I think you're probably more right. Maybe it is more along the lines of a B. I think I just like it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I yeah, want yeah. it to be an A. Right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this yeah. is like what I'm looking for, and like, I, uh, just like, I think you, it's got everything there. You really want, uh, yeah, you really want like, once you get to level eleven, you really get the, uh, you really want to be able to get in there and get those ten feet, ten feet. Thing. I wish you got the the aspect triggering like earlier on because it feels like this is a core it almost feels like this is two subclasses mm. like pre-aspect yeah. and post-aspect that's like so true yeah maybe get the get the aspect at sixth level yeah and, like along with it and then you buff it up at 11th and whatever but i don't know yeah can't be too greedy I guess. true but it's true it does yeah i it is awesome pretty awesome all right well good rate for for the ascendant dragon yeah. lastly is uh, uh the sword coast adventures guide gave us the monk of the long death i do know this one it's got some spicy abilities in here but it's so boring like when you look at the class it's like the most dull thing i've ever seen in my life but these abilities are pretty strong <laughs> especially one yeah. of them in particular uh third level is the touch of death this one i don't find that useful i know it's exploitable i've heard about people like having a bag of rats with them and they just like throw a rat on the ground and kill it so what it does is that it whenever a creature within five feet of you whenever you kill it actually you have to whenever you reduce a creature within five feet of you to hit zero hit points you gain temporary hit points equal to your wisdom mod plus your monk level which is actually a a good amount of hit points you know later on yeah that'll that'll add up the good good thing about this is temporary hit points you can only have one stack yeah one instant so yeah i guess even Um, with that exploit that i mentioned it's not it this could have changed but yeah the the bag of wraps bag of racks uh (laughs) problem is one of those classic like if you kill something, then this happens. It's like, what if I have a bag of rats just wandering yeah, around? Yeah, what if I just kill the mouse in my pocket and they're like, or, or a bug? That yeah. was a creature. <laughs> I smack the bug on the ground. <laughs> I, and, and also, if you don't like your players are doing that, you could have like a uh, that you could say that like mice and bugs, like those things that are alive but pose literally no threat, even less than a cat. You could say like, well, those already have zero hit points, like feasible hit points. And then I did just think of a scenario them. though, where I would be like, I would allow a player to be like, no, you could use a bonus action to like look around the room and see if you find any bugs to squash. If you really want to like look around to squash a bug, so that you can get some temporary hit points, I will allow you to do that. Yeah. Like, go ahead, use your you, bonus yeah, action if you to squash give a bug. Up something to gain temporary hit points. Yeah, I'm definitely asking for something in return if you want to bullshit around this ability. Yeah. Uh, as as it stands, as it stands, it's just meh. Yeah. <laughs> it like might come up. Yeah. You have to be the one to deal with death blow, which hurts a lot, but might come up. Uh, sixth level is the hour of reaping. 
you gain the ability to terrify those as an action. So you have to use an action, but it's each creature within 30, and you can't choose. So your allies <laughs> could be scared of you as well. Right, which each creature within 30 feet of you, <laughs> yeah, that can see you must succeed on a wisdom save or be frightened of you until the end of your next turn. And it, you you could use this as many times as you want. Yeah, there's no limit to that. So you could just chase after people. <laughs> and and <laughs> and once again, once again, they don't become immune to it after they say. Yeah. You just keep every turn. Our reaping. Our reaping. Our yeah. reaping. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, the whole thing that did affecting your allies is just a legitimate problem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because that being frightened of you is a big deal. Yeah, because you're they, still going to be there, and they're going to have disadvantage, and they can't run towards you. Which that might not come up as much, but but if yeah, yeah, it's but if they need to, yeah, if they need to run that direction, and they're frightened of you, this is an ability that you're going to use, and it'll affect like your fighter, and then they need to get they need to take one step closer to you to fight the person. <laughs> Because the, your enemy is, of course, not going to succeed, but your allies will, or allies will fail, and your yeah, enemies, enemies will succeed. Will and succeed. then it's their other players going to be looking at you like, why did you use that stupid ability? And then even when it's good, then they're going to be mad at you. But this yep. is good, and your high decks are going to go before people most of the time. And your yeah, if you could like movement speed, get out in front of everyone, away like further than thirty feet from everyone, yeah. and like use this blast to like mess with everyone yeah, you, all the enemies you can work around that, uh, that yeah there's there's thing. ways there's ways because people out of your aura think about how many times you're the wizard or sorcerer cast fireball and it's like well i could position it in this specific exactly, way exactly exactly oh, well, and you're the monk so you have a lot of mobility you, you can get to where you need to be yeah this can, this is one that like you would definitely want the mobile feet right so that you can make sure you can yep. get into certain positions yeah exactly very important uh, this 11th level is the one that I was mentioning. It's like the most overpowered but simple thing I've ever seen in my life. Yep. The mastery of death. When you are reduced to zero hit points, instead, you can spend one key point, and you have one hit point instead. <laughs> yeah, you're just... <laughs> no uh, action required. Just, like, they smack me, one key point, I'm back. They smack me, one key point, I'm back. You're not even, you're not even dead in the first place. I just love nope. it. You're just like, well, I'm at one. And because the, what makes this oh, no man. good is so many times, like... Well, if you heal me, they're going to go next and they're just going to kill me again. I won't be able to do anything. It's just like, nope, I nope. healed myself. I never go down. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just using my key to stay alive until I can go and then I'll run. I know the barbarian would kill for this ability right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I he kind of has this ability. But... Yeah, he kind of has. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, built in. But yeah, that, that, that ability seems insane to me. I mean, that, that's just, especially at 11th level, that's exactly when you'd want something like yeah, this. Like yeah. Kind of yeah. It's. It's pretty nuts. It's pretty nuts. Because you might have <laughs> You just this, leave like, your key points up and you could survive eleven times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like what the hell? It's like, alright, I'm nope, I'm alive. Like I kill you. I don't Jesus. I don't think so. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe you. Fake news. I'm not dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and finally seventeenth level, it's like a miniature open palm one, the touch of the long death. As an action, you can touch one creature and spend one to ten key points. They have to make the con save, and then they take 2d10 per key point spent. And on the failed save, they'll take half as much. So, I mean, big potential. Like, 20d10 yeah. <laughs> for one hit. Pretty nuts, but that uses up, I mean, like, yeah, all significant your key. amount of... I'd rather can, save my yeah. key points to survive forever. So Right, yeah, just to be literally immortal. Just to never die. 
Yeah, the mastery of death just seems so OP to me. It's like everything beyond that that uses key points. I'm like, I I would never use key points. I have mastery of death. Yeah. Yeah. So I could just ignore that last one. I mean, this this class has to be just it. Its abilities are it's so boring, but the abilities are so freaking strong. Yeah. At you, I think this. I is, give it like an A minus for like those, especially the eleventh level. Man, yeah. And the sixth level. If we're talking pre eleventh level, it's probably like yes, yeah, like a C. <laughs> but yeah. at eleventh level, you're just like eleventh well, level goes to like A A minus. You're immortal. Yeah. You're yeah. Immortal. That ability is just way too strong. Yeah. All right, that's it for all the monk subclasses. But now we got to talk to you guys about some classes that we made. Let's see what we messed around with a little bit with uh, with the monk. Okay. Yeah. All right. Would you like to start us off? What kind of what kind Uh, of monk? Why don't you go first? Why don't you go first? Why don't I go first? All right. Well, I had to again pick out a fun race, and I think I found a really fun one Mm -hmm. that. Uh, works really well. So with Monk, you definitely want to focus on uh, Wisdom. The yep. race I picked is just called the Gif, but then within Gif, they have a bunch of separate uh, right, yeah. Yeah, subclasses, which like adds on to their race. So I use the Gif Zerai. So the regular Gif, what they get, this is in Mordekainen's Tome of Foes. Regular Gif, all they get is a, an intelligence boost of one. Walking speed of 30. They speak common and gif. That's like all it does. So like that's all the base gif does. Gif Zerai is going to add the rest of this. So it's going to have wisdom score increased by two. It does say that they're tend to be lawful neutral, yada, yada. They have psychic abilities. Uh, So you have advantage on saving throws against being charmed and frightened. That's that's pretty sweet. So now as this monk, we already know that we have an action that we can use to get rid of those effects anyway. But if I never get a hit with those effects to begin with, that's also pretty good. So yeah, I mean, advantage on Charmed and Frightened is just, for any martial class, is really good to pretty, have. Yeah. yeah, it's really good. Uh, and then the other reason I took this guy, this, they get some really cool abilities. So it's called the Githsarai Psionics. You get the Mage Hand Cantrip uh, as your race. But in addition to having the Mage Hand cantrip, the hand is actually invisible for you. Right, so yeah. So you could use that in a bunch of cool ass yeah, ways. Yeah, that is an under yeah, that is an underrated thing where sometimes it's the, if it's not invisible, you can't do a lot of nonsense. But chicanery right. is afoot. Yes, I have an invisible hand that I could use within 30 feet of myself to just fuck with people. Yeah. <laughs> that seems awesome. Uh, third level... You get to cast the shield spell once every yeah. long rest. That's so useful. At I any know. moment, you're like, the boss is going to hit me unless I shield. Bam! And that's so cool. You just get it's that so as a good. race. Yeah. It, that's insane. And by the way, reactions are, I think, like the most disappointingly underutilized yeah. part of the action economy. So, like, anything you can do, especially with like martial classes and. Things that you don't have spells that use reaction, just shove yeah. a reaction in there. It's like, got it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then finally, at fifth level, you can use uh, cast detect thoughts once with the trait. So pretty sweet. I mean, it just it gives you that stuff as a race. <laughs> yeah. Some of these races, they're like, 
they're pretty good. <laughs> they're just like, oh yeah, you want like all these spells and stuff? Um, yep. So what? So and, and then like it's funny. Beyond that, it's like that's the most interesting choice I had because be- <laughs> Monk has like no choices beyond that. Uh. So what? What subclass did you choose? So my subclass, I went with uh the open hand. Mm-hmm. I did go with the open hand as as we were discussing before. And my idea with what I was gonna do with the open hand is that it doesn't work the way I wanted it to. Now that I'm thinking about it. But I was going to plan to get the Sentinel feat eventually. Oh. And the Sentinel feat's pretty interesting because I thought it was going to pair super well with the Sanctuary spell, for instance. Because it says when someone else is hit within range of you, you can use your reaction to smack someone. Yeah. Which is pretty sweet. Now thinking back, maybe I would want to change it up. I mean, like, maybe I can go with, like, a Drunken Master in that case. Because, like... If someone accidentally hit someone, you know, with the with the sentinel. If I was going to go that route, but it'd be hilarious. You could what? redirect if it missed you. You could redirect it towards an ally, and then that would trigger sentinel. Well, that's what I mean. And then oh, no, trigger you sentinel. Use your, do you? Oh, I know we just went over this. Oh, you do. Yeah, you use your reaction to redirect the yeah. attack. Yeah, so you can't use your reaction to also strike with sentinel. I mean, yeah, you true. the it would work once. At least, like you do, you do just get the. Honestly, what I'm thinking thing. now is that I just go Ascendant Dragon because it's freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, so the I think that was my favorite one we talked about today. Oh, also, what did you give uh, Long Death? I think. Oh yeah, what, what did you give Long Death? Oh yeah, like pre <laughs> pre level eleven, it's like C C minus oh, yeah, like yeah, and yeah, stuff. But like saying, yeah. after that, it's like after that A like minus A. a yeah. 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 Um, and I do think it's worth it to make that distinction <laughs> because yeah, yeah, it is. level 11 is one of those things that's like, well, we're playing a high level one shot. It's like, Oh, maybe I want to play uh way the long death month, but yeah. Um, but yeah. So I think at this point now, looking at everything we've talked about today, I think what I would just go with is the ascendant dragon. I think is my favorite of the monk classes. Uh, all right. Yeah. So you mentioned like a feat that you wanted to take. Mine, I, I chose Varied Human because it kind of needs this feat. So <laughs> yeah. I chose... And it's the only thing that gives the monk flavor from the start, right? The, the monk has just no baked-in flavor. It's kind of See, my, my whole well, thing. Well, I think that's where our big disagreement is, is oh. the monk itself has just a very defined flavor. So it's like, yeah. you either really want to play the monk because of the martial arts flavor, or, yeah. you, or you just pick the fighter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Uh... So I'm playing a shadow monk. Okay. Um, and I picked a variant human. So the the feat I took is Eldritch uh, whatever. Uh, oh, so that you can see in the dark. Yes. Eldritch Adept and yeah, I took yeah, Devil yeah. Sight. You, so you, you can see yeah. in magical darkness. So yeah. my whole... It's sad that you had to do all that just to get there when a lot of the other subclasses say they can do that. <laughs> yeah, but like, well, magical darkness is is the one that's like almost no other class so yeah. you can see in magical darkness. Um, Except for two of the other monk subclasses <laughs> that aren't shadow. Oh, uh, which other ones other than ascendant dragon can and oh, Soak an astral can. self? Yeah, yeah, but that's at, at like level at seventeen. Seventeenth, yeah. yeah. I, I really uh, what was the astral self? That was a lot earlier. Astral self was eleven. At sixth level, it can do that. At oh, at sixth nope. level? Yeah, yeah, sixth uh, level. Yeah, yeah, sixth level, it can do that. Well, we're only at level three, so <laughs> yeah, we're only like uh, we're, so we're only, only level, level three. Level three. 
Roll the level uh, it's true. It's so true. one of the cool things about darkness is the spell you can I so my idea is I cast darkness on like a rock or something. You could put it in your pocket. So or you cast it in your pocket. Right. So it's always dark. Well around yeah, and it follows so, you. Yeah, it follows you. But if you put it in a place that is like obscured, so like in your pocket, there is no darkness that spills out. Until you take until out you rock. take it out. So you can just use your free action to take it out. Everything's dark except for you. So now you have advantage on all your attacks. They have disadvantage mm-hmm. on all yours. And I just think that's a... Sw- it's not the most powerful thing, obviously, because you spent two key points to do it. But yeah, I just love the idea of walking up on somebody just like... And all of a sudden... Rock! It goes dark. Rock of dark. And then you can throw it. <laughs> and then a sixth level teleport to where you threw your rock. Basically, this whole rock darkness rock thing is going to be a key part of you can only teleport class. if you if into your darkness if you're still in dim light though exactly I, so i think <laughs> i think if i was playing this like normal i'd be a halfling so i could hide underneath someone's cloak <laughs> and then be teleport. in semi-darkness yeah, and, then teleport. and then teleport to my dark that's rock. hilarious that is yeah, my full game plan moving forward sure yeah which of course you can't do that with at level three like yeah, we're talking because you, you need the feet i need so, the feet so which lo- would come at level four though come at level four exactly level four which is a perfectly fine because you don't even you didn't even get the darkness spell to level three yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, waiting one extra level is not going to. It's not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that would be that's my master plan is really be really be a half leg so you can hide behind a large <laughs> uh, medium creature. Yeah, really I would have to. I would have to look through a lot more of the feats because uh, with this ascendant dragon thing, there, there's definitely a lot you could do. You have access to all the elements, which is a huge deal. Yeah. So I feel like there'd be some really good uh, bonuses and feats that have to deal with that. I mean, I know there's like elemental adept. Yeah. The problem is that you have to choose a single type of the damage. Yeah. And and actually elemental adept is kind of weird because it's like if you only do one type of damage, then elemental adept is great. Because, it's really good. But yeah. you... The great thing about the Ascended Dragon is you could be like, oh, yeah, there was to cold damage. I, now it's lightning. I'll just switch to fire. Yeah. There's also stuff like, uh, yeah, there's other things like the Chromatic Dragon, which just kind of gives you a little bit of this flavor already, but like, Mm -hmm. you already have it baked into the class, so like, I'd have to look more into like, where to go yeah, to find something that works, but I would would definitely, as a monk, it's, I feel like just as important to play around with the feats. Yeah, you you could find To make yourself more interesting. Um, One other thing I wanted to bring up because this was probably the most disappointing I've ever been in D&D, is I have this dream of playing like a net class where I utilize the net. Ah. And for a while, I thought the Kensai was perfect for me. Kensai, sure. Because, yeah. But it says your Kensai weapons can't have the special property. And the net is special? <laughs> and the net is a special weapon. Oh, so, man. I'm just like, uh, I, was, I was a broken man. for. for that, that is disappointing. Yeah, that is definitely disappointing. And I, that's that's when I vowed to become a DM, so no one will have to suffer being a Kensei monk and not being. A <laughs> that's, that's what I vowed. That's, to be a DM. That that is my origin story. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's wrap it up. What's uh next week? We're gonna go back to Magic: The Gathering. What are we gonna be talking about out there? Yeah, uh, we haven't talked about Magic in like a week, so there's probably eight or nine sets out. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, I mean, so it turns out that. it does begin the day we are recording. I assume there will be enough to talk about, though. You know, it's like first day of of spoil, first official day of spoilers, yeah, which we we already up. have some some stuff already. So you yeah. know, by the first day of spoilers, we'll have a and we could just crap. have more casual, just like what's going on with magic episode yeah. if we want to. we'll have enough to, yeah because actually there's been a lot of news lately there has been a lot of uh magic gathering news so we can catch up on all that they're already talking about the newest releases coming out there's some spoilers there to, we can talk about Baldur's gate spoilers oh. because they have those hold on it's gonna be just a spoilers episode because there's so much magic coming out all at once as always Right. And then what about next time we get to D&D? Uh, we're going to go over... This is probably, I think, the most contentious aspect of D&D, which is metagaming. Uh, which we talked about it within this class review, where we were like, yeah. in certain points of a class, we're like, if you metagame super hard, you can make this broken. But it feels yes. wrong. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it's so... it's This is like very interesting about like what is metagaming and what isn't. Because like talking strategy with your group... If that's yeah. kind of what your group is interested in, strategizing before the battle, like they're talking out of character. It's about being like, how many spell slots do you have left? Well, is that in game or is it not? Yeah, there's also something that happens with D and D, and we'll mention obviously we we love doing these uh, pre spoilers, right? Yeah, episodes. this is this so is we're our. Gonna, yeah. We're going to talk about what we're going to talk about, and we go into way too much about it. <laughs> talk for like twenty minutes, yeah. But what one of the odd things of D and D is generally you're either all in the same room or all on the same Zoom call. So even if, like, one character's off in the corner talking to a single player, we all hear it. Right, <laughs> it's, right. like, it's like, you're not supposed to, but we all know what just happened. Exactly. There, Yeah, there's, and it, I guess, so, I, so I won't talk about it. It's impossible not to avoid that scenario, yeah. so. All right. Well, that's it for now. We'll get back to you next week with D&D. Yeah. Uh, I guess we, we can shout out the Gmail, too. What about if they want to reach out to us? We haven't shouted out in a while, so if they yeah. want to talk to us. Yeah, uh, our email is uh, dragonpartypodcast at gmail.com, and we're on Twitter uh, sparingly as well, which is at Dragon. Yeah, Party I do Party. I do check the email, so you can reach out there. I'll, I'll, I might not answer you. I don't know. Unless you ask a question. Unless you're maybe cool. Maybe I'll answer you then. I imagined if you sent in an email to us, it'd be like, do this topic. Or, I, I don't know. Or you could, you maybe suck just tell us rating. we're awesome. Yeah, you suck. Yeah, hate mail. Hate mail's just as cool. Just, <laughs> we're just crying, like, oh my god. Why are so oh, I'll get a good kick out of it. All right. Uh, yeah. No, that that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. And and uh, let's go back to partying, though. I, I don't know. Party. party to party. It's it's thundering out here. I don't know if you heard it a couple times and at the end of this here, but it, it might was have, starting up. If it picked up on your mic, it didn't it didn't get translated to. Okay, okay, you didn't hear it there. Yeah, then it probably won't. I, I don't know. I'll have to check in on the on the in the depths. But if you guys heard it, it's about to thunder boom out there in the northeast. <laughs> and all you listeners out there, party on! Ah.